JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. And here we go. I should have stayed home and played with myself. What do you like to do? Oh, I don't know. Play chess? Screw. Well, let's play chess. The Indianapolis Colts select Anthony Richardson. Richardson going to take off and run. He's in there. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. The first career touchdown. Here's Halliburton into the front court. Mishandled it, but gets a shot. Hits it. Hits it. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. See ya, Eddie. I got a good feeling today. I'm ready to have a good show, you guys, with me. But, uh, Luke Bryan tickets to give away a little bit later on, and I am uh, good to go on the road tomorrow with Michelob Ultra, our friends from Zinc. will have us once again on the south side. That's at Southport Road, uh, the whiskey business location, coming up tomorrow. NBA Jam winner, high score, ends up advancing to the finals. The finals going to be next week downtown at Brothers. So, Tomorrow, you're just going for the shoes. And by the way, the shoes are absolutely outstanding. A little bit more on that coming up. A busy show. I shall get to that as well. I thought last night, even though there were some clunky moments, and you had a lot of clunky moments early especially, I just thought last night to me was yet another reason why you don't do anything. Now, if it is a player that you can uh, implement into right now, maybe you think about it. But to me, if you're the Pacers coming up on that NBA trade deadline tomorrow, you don't mess with it. You stay where you are and see what you have. And again, I thought the first half especially, when all this thing was, it was like back and forth scoring. Seriously, it was like NBA Jam. Uh, no defense being played on either end. Now, the problem I had with it last night, you can tell there's a difference between you know not being able to guard anybody and really not looking like you're trying to guard anybody. Uh, they didn't look like there was a lot of that in the first half. But they did when they got out to that double-figure lead in the fourth and certainly down the stretch, it got a little bit dicey. But all you needed to where they were was to get a stop or two. And I'm telling you, you don't sacrifice offense in any way, shape, or form right now. 
you're just not going to make it back enough defensively. Don't get me wrong. I know what you're talking about with the Pacers, and you're right. They have to be. They need to be better defensively. They're not going to be much better than what they are. The numbers that you skew will show you. The analytics will show you that, for example, for the past month or so, they have been better defensively. And then moments like the first half last night, your eyeballs say, uh, yeah, that's not very accurate. This team is still, if you're going to win, you're going to win on getting up and down the floor. I'm telling you, some of those older teams are going to struggle with it. Now, Houston's not going to struggle with it too much because they're extremely young and incredibly athletically gifted. And you're not going to wear those guys out. I mean, you're just going to have to outmaneuver a team like that. But these other teams, and you have guys that have played in everything. The elite of the elite have you know, played deep into the postseason of the NBA, have, have played you know, in international games. And some of these guys never quit. So again, you want to continue the tempo in which you play. You want to continue to score the basketball at the level in which you do. And you just hope you mix in a defensive stop here or there, and it turns out okay. I completely admit that once you get to the postseason, and we're all assuming they're going to go to the postseason, once you get there, that's going to be a different ball game. And then you're going to see teams locked down much better. And where are the Pacers then? That we shall see. But to get there, you just can't sacrifice. This is not a finished product. And I'm not suggesting it has to be finished by tomorrow. But to me, you want to see a little bit more, and you want to try to continue to win in the fashion in which this team has grown accustomed to doing. This is where they found their success. They've not found a consistent level of success, locking somebody down defensively. And by the, yeah, nobody's going to wave a magic wand, and all of a sudden you're going to be 1995 defense in the NBA over again. But you will lean on shot making ability, and it's me that trusts that Buddy Heald will be that more times than he won't. Now, I know what you're saying. You don't want to lose him for nothing. And I'm just leaning on what Chad Buchanan told me last week. They're not concerned about that right now. So if they're not concerned about that right now, and I know I know, we'll all go back. If things don't, don't happen the way that you want, let's just say, for example, in the postseason, and then you end up losing a player for nothing, you're all going to say, yeah, JMV, great plan. They don't seem concerned by it, and I still want to see this team the way that it is go. And the other part about it is the Pacers are really good about keeping things as best as possible under wraps. And even if you don't in this case, there hasn't been anything out there that suggests to me that there is a deal of interest. I know we heard about the Andrew Wiggins interest a couple of days ago, but I'd stay away from that. I would stay away from that. He, he he was so much more when he was successful and productive, a product of what they do and who they had in Golden State at the time than anything else. 
I wouldn't mess with that either. I would stay, and I still would suggest that's exactly what this Pacer team will end up doing. Pacers get the win last night over the Houston Rockets. They get Golden State coming up tomorrow evening at Cambridge Fieldhouse, which I believe is the final home game before the NBA All-Star break. As I mentioned yesterday, you just want to put some things together here. You want the fan base having a little bit more than just hope. Reasons to believe. Golden State tomorrow night, Saturday, on the road at Madison Square Garden again. Uh, At Charlotte on Monday. And at Toronto on Wednesday. Uh, The return for Pascal Siakam. And then you're going to have that that all-star weekend, which should be awesome around here. You guys see these celebrities? I have never seen Connor Daly. I'm trying to envision Connor Daly playing basketball. Anybody else want to do that with me? I know that Connor had mentioned that when he was growing up, he spent some days inside the Indiana Basketball Academy. They still have that up there off of 86th Street, the Indiana Basketball Academy. There's like a million of them right now. Yeah, especially when you're talking about the Pacer Athletic Center or talking about Mojo. You know, great facilities. The Indiana Basketball Academy. (laughs) Connor Daly's in the celebrity game. I am a little bit disappointed. So you knew that Manning was going to come back here. So Peyton Manning's going to be a coach. I want to see the Manning jump shot. How are we going to go with this entire... All-Star Weekend or Saturday, Friday and Saturday, those festivities without seeing a Peyton Manning jump shot. Anybody else want to see that? I do. Uh, The celebrity lineup announced, and again, shout out to Connor Daly, who's going to be able to perform. That would be absolutely awesome. That would be fun as hell. As long as you don't end up getting in with a celebrity that occupies the basketball the entire time. Sometimes you get a celebrity that kind of transform, like Mac, Michael Rappaport was like that. He like transformed into, you know, I, I think I'm the go-to guy right here, so let me shoot every time. But seriously, that'd be outstanding. I think Lil Wayne also was a coach on the other side with the celebrities. Uh, but Peyton Manning, as you knew he would, will be a part of this coming up, and that is coming up next weekend. Now you start to hear a lot about what is going on, some of the the parties, some of the uh, the musicians that are going to be playing. It's going to get really good around here. You guys soak it up. Keep in mind that we haven't had this since 1985. A lot of things have happened to us all since 1985. That is a wide berth. So soak this thing up. It was like the Super Bowl, right? I'm always thinking that hoping that one of these days the Super Bowl will be back, will return here in my lifetime. I am just not going to hold my breath. It'd be great. Unfortunately, I think they're in a situation, even with how well that they handled it, how great that it was around here, that unless unless you build something all over, and who knows what's going to be going down then, but unless you build something all over again, you're probably not going to get with now what is going to be the rotation and everybody nosing in on it. You know, for example, you get Vegas coming up, Super Bowl Sunday. Now, the other aspect of it is I get a lot of people saying, you know what, 
We did this so well. We we tripped the light fantastic so by goodness great that you really don't want to mess that up. You want that to be the masterpiece. You want that to be your calling card, right? Like Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba's not going to jump back in the studio tomorrow and go, hey, you know what? We want to do something that's more popular than tub thumping. We just kind of want to leave it where it is. Now, I don't necessarily buy into that line of thinking because I think people around here, and I don't factor in because a lot of people say, well, I know what we can do. Um, for me, I, I didn't do anything. I mean, when, when the Super Bowl came here, I got blackballed by ESPN, and I sat over in the corner while all these ESPN people went to everybody else on my station but me. Of course, I got Adam Sandler. But that's what I did. I sat in the corner with my arms crossed going, wow, this is not cool. So I didn't do anything. But what they do continues to be amazing, and it would be great. I just don't foresee it happening in my lifetime again. Hopefully, I'm egregiously inaccurate on that. That's why I will maintain that even if you're not going to the game, and it's going to take a lot of cash if you've seen the ticket prices for you to go to the game to attend. A lot of cash. So let's just suggest you're not going. Just soak up in some form or fashion the weekend. Have some fun with it. This thing has not been here since 1985. And who knows when you get it back again. So have a lot of fun with it, my friends out there. 96th Street for the Indiana Basketball Academy. Thank you very much. I said 86. I get turned around. Once you get like Northern Marion County, and I have to have a passport of sorts. They say, wait a minute, you're from Greene County here? Well, you can't come into Hamilton County and run around our roundabouts without some sort of information and or passport. So 96th Street, thank you, Rex. My bad. Somebody was asking what Reggie Miller is doing this weekend. I'm assuming he's just broadcasting the game or a game, one game. I'm guessing that's what he's doing. But I haven't seen him a part of of anything. It's going to be fun around here. You will be able to, even if you don't attend the game. I mean, really, even if you don't attend the skills competitions and that going on at Lucas Oil Stadium, I'm going to bet you, if you're adulting a little bit too, you can probably find something to do around here. I think we could all join Spud Webb and Naughty by Nature with what they're going to be doing. I think they're doing some. Nelly's doing something in Fountain Square. I know Inglepuke will be all over that. Nelly's probably going to have to file a restraining order, <laughs> Fountain Square, on Inglepuke. Now, nah, it's going to be a great weekend, and my advice to you is in some form or fashion, and I'll repeat this next week, have some fun with it. Don't be down. Don't look at the prices and go, oh, man, this, oh, boy. Don't be that. Go out and have some fun in some way with it. Keep it right here. We're going to continue to have fun with ourselves. It was, I've seen a list of people that's going to be around. I'm going, man, I got to talk to everybody. I was thinking about this babyface as a part of the celebrity game. He's a coach, too. I have been trying. I've had this show for 19 years. 19 years, I think 14 here, and then, hell, what is it, um, five at the other. 
I have been trying since 2000, November of 04 to get Babyface on this show. So this is the moment. This is my moment in time. There have been two guests that I have whiffed on over the 19 years that I've really wanted to talk to. And I promise, I promise a great interview. One was George Brett of the Kansas City Royals, one of my favorite all-time players, right up there with the guys from the Big Red Machine. And the other was Babyface. So I'm thinking maybe Babyface. And I, I'm ready to go right now. They say, well, wait a minute. You need to go ahead. Maybe you need to do do a little bit of book work. And st- no, I don't need I could do it right now. Just call in right now. We'll do it. Nah, but it's going to be fun. I'll remind you of that. Certainly coming up next week as we lead to it. Yeah, you know, it wasn't as massive of a bummer for Butler last night as, you know, I, I kind of felt. It was always like UConn kept them at an arm's length reach away. And that's just how good UConn is. But I think you can still gather from that game last night. I think you still gather that this Butler team is still getting better when it needs to get better. And everybody had kind of been waiting for the Thad Mata influence the past couple of years. And let's just face it, I mean, last year was just discombobulated all over the place. And then you can tell that Thad, Thad got busy. Thad got down to business and, and got some guys in that he felt he can win. And these guys really hadn't played together a lot, or some of these guys certainly haven't played together a lot. And it's taken them a moment to put things together, but what I'm trying to tell you is you can still tell even in that loss that cohesion with this group is being attained. I thought even with that loss last night that you still see this team getting better, and I know for the hardcore win or lose, and if you lose, you're not worth the crap, and this all sucks and all that. Now, you do have to especially this time of year in college basketball, look at teams, especially when they get up against the defending champion or the number one team, you know, in their home, near their home, whether it's Hartford or Stores or wherever, wherever you're playing UConn, you know what type of game you're going to get. And, you know, much like the Creighton game that they found a way to win last week, I just, I thought that that Butler hung in there. And I think you can see them again evolving for the better still, even in that loss right before our eyes. That is a good thing. Even in a loss, I know you don't want to lose. I know we're kind of either win or lose, and if you lose, you're awful. If you win, you're great. But sometimes it is not quite that black and white. Uh, Last night for Butler was one of those nights. Does that mean they can't improve on things? Absolutely not. But there are ways that you continue to measure up, even in a situation like that. What you have to make sure you don't do is stumble and fall. And their next game this weekend against Providence is one of those that can provide a really good gauge because they're pretty good. They'll give you a fight. So to me, that's going to be coming off that, the loss last night at UConn, you get Providence, and that to me is going to say more about where this team is than anything. 
I I did not lose any love for the dogs last night that was gained from Villanova, from Creighton, even in that loss to UConn. You know, I mentioned this last week, and there has been little to nothing to celebrate for IU basketball. And by the way, if you missed yesterday late in the show, Trace Jackson Davis joined us, and uh, he did talk at length regarding his former collegiate team and his former collegiate head coach. Uh, if you're an IU fan, that's something you may want to catch, 1075thefan.com. Yeah, don't do it right now. Do it when it's, it's convenient for you, but I want to make sure you listen to me right here. But Trace had some interesting things to say about that. Again, podcast 1075thefan.com. There's not a lot to really embrace. And IU gets down 18. And this thing, you thought it was embarrassing against Penn State on Saturday. And it was because that was at Assembly Hall and it was Penn State. No leading score, all that. But last night against an Ohio State team that was an absolute mess. If you thought IU was a mess, Ohio State looked like even more of a mess, if you can imagine. They get down 18, and you're thinking the absolute worst. When I had mentioned that, you know, have they hit rock bottom yet? And again, that's relative to your thinking. There are moments when they got down like that, you're thinking, well, you know what? If Penn State wasn't, this is. But you give credit where credit is due. And you don't debate whether or not it was IU or if it was Ohio State, just pulling Ohio State things in the past month, you don't debate that. You just, the fact this team hung in, came back, and then Anthony Leal again with that three-pointer from the corner knocked it down a couple of free throws. I'll give you a great example. So early this morning, I got about three and a half hours of sleep last night. <laughs> so this is my it's weird. It's like my Tuesday night. I get about three and a half hours of sleep, right? So I get up this morning, and I think I, from an IU fan that that looks like this IU fan normally would would have some decent sense, it just didn't necessarily come with this X message, because I had said last night, you know, good for Anthony Leal, and it's good for Anthony Leal, as I mentioned last week. He is a kid that wasn't getting any clock, was not being utilized as a former Mr. Basketball, is where he's always wanted to be, in the town where he grew up, and he was just looking for a chance, an opportunity. And he took that chance. He got that chance, and he took advantage of it last week. And you thought maybe that was just going to be it. Now, he was wanting to have that one that one moment in which, hey, Anthony Leal's going to go on with Jake as he did last week. And everybody's going to pat him on the back. It, listen, we all know it's a bad season. It would have been made even worse had they not won in Columbus last night. But I was really excited because Anthony Leal got to have another moment. And by all accounts, you will not find anybody down there that will have a bad thing to say about Anthony. And that goes back to his high school days. So I just simply sent out an X message that said, you know, good for Anthony Leal. And I get this response of Leal had a big shot, 
two big free throws, but before that was awful. Numerous defensive buckets, missed free throws and shots, quit pointing and positioning yourself to score. My thought is this. I don't know why you have to try to take anything away from him in that moment other than just being pissy. And I know all you fans are pissy, and I don't blame you for being pissy. But that pissiness should not be him and last night. Because without him scoring the final five, that's an absolute disaster. I mean, even with that comeback, you still lose that game, that's a disaster. He scored the final five points. It is not, as I mentioned earlier, always that black and white. I know it all comes down to winning and losing, but you've seen this IU team. It is mostly a mess. Last night had disgusting, disgusting mess cleanup written all over it. And in the biggest moment of what had been an incredibly crappy game, you get a kid that hangs in there, that plays, plays hard, stays after it, make a shot, make a couple of free throws. By the way, had six rebounds too. It's okay. It is okay still in this season with IU. It's okay for you to gripe and be disgruntled because we're all going to be. We're all going to be critical. But in moments in which somebody is deserving of a little bit of credit, holy hell could you get it to him. Could you allow him to have that moment that he deserves? So all I was asking. All I'm asking. Of course this is a messy season, but man, you look at that, and that's the kind of kid, as they explain, that you would, you know, if you're talking about your son or your daughter and how they play or how they stay after something. Right? Guts, balls, whatever you want to say. He's hung in there. Didn't quit, didn't leave, had all these easy ways in which he could have bailed and didn't. So it's okay, even in a crappy season, to give somebody like that a moment without breaking down why he's pointing and he's probably telling his teammates where the hell to go because they have no idea for one. It's okay to give that kid some credit. And uh, we did last week, and we did today. All right, what we got today? I know we got Braden Smith, by the way, who has been fantastic so far this season. Braden's going to join us in the 4 o'clock hour. We've got J.J. at 3.30. J.J., that's Jeremiah Johnson of uh, Bally Sports, Indiana. Pacers a winner last night. So Jeremiah Johnson is going to join us coming up next. Ooh, I just, uh, I'm really over here, right? That's why. That's why you're like giving me all these signals and signs over there. Sometimes we need to turn the camera around because I know I don't know what you guys would do inside the AAA membership lounge without these incredibly chiseled and handsome features you get to see Monday through Friday right here. But we should turn it around when James is like going ballistic, giving me signs and waving me. Got to go to break. Like last night with Trace, I thought James was going to come over the console and choke me out. The dude. And it wasn't my fault. Like, Trace called in at the very tail end of a segment, and I know we had to go, but I'm trying to get the most out of him. So maybe sometimes we can turn that camera around 
and see you like freaking out on me. Say so we should put a producer cam up here so yeah. everyone can see me lose my mind. Well, here's what I do, and I, I don't know if I've ever told you this. So we have to be on a clock or on time, right? And I'll go down the hall, and our boss David Wood will say, "Hey, is James keeping you on time? You know, you were late on that break." And I say, "Yeah, he didn't tell me anything." <laughs> I completely blame James. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know. I mean, I, hell, I don't even have a clock in front of me. I have no idea what time it is. I'm just going. Turn that camera around at some point. The AAA Membership Lounge via YouTube Live. Jeremiah Johnson, Valley Sports Indiana, is going to join us next. Braden Smith of Purdue coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. And Kevin Bowen, NBA trade deadline forthcoming. And I want to see where uh, Kevin is right now. Am I going to get the moist blanket on this Pacer team or we're going to get a little bit of last night with a win? Maybe a little bit of an uptick heading into these final games before the All-Star break. Kev's going to be here in the 5 o'clock hour with us. Luke Bryan tickets as well. The stream, the app, HD radio. I mentioned the AAA membership lounge via YouTube Live, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. I don't know what the hell's in there, but it's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. So that's what people tell me. That Indy hosting a Super Bowl is like Chumbawamba. You know what? It's never going to get any better than this, so why not leave this as our lasting memory, as our legacy? Now, I don't necessarily agree with that, but the tub-thumping theory, considering Indianapolis hosting another Super Bowl, uh, again, that's the theory that I made up. But it is prevalent around here. Again, All-Star Weekend, we'll lead you up to it next week with a lot of fantastic content interviews, so on and so forth. But uh, go out and have some fun with it, just like you did when the Super Bowl was in town. Doesn't necessarily have to be tub-thumping. I mean, it could be like Ice House. It could have two, Electric Blue and uh, Crazy. It's like Ice House. Uh, Ball State a loser last night in overtime in the MAC, 84-79 in Muncie. I mentioned number one UConn, 71-62 over Butler. And uh, Indiana down 18 once upon a time on the road in Columbus, a 76-73 winner over Ohio State. IU and Purdue round two at Mackey Arena, 8 o'clock coming up on Saturday night, 7P, 93 WIBC for your pregame coverage. And sophomore guard Braden Smith of the Boilers joins us coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, meantime, Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Pacers a win last night over the Houston Rockets and from Bally Sports, Indiana. Pacers television, the fine pre-sideline, halftime, sideline, post-game guy, Jeremiah Johnson joins us now. Hello, JJ. John, good to be with you. A beautiful, sunny Wednesday afternoon in central Indiana. It is. How about that? It's like four days in a row, has it not been, with some blue sky and some sunshine? Therapeutic it is. It is nice. I know we were on the road a lot in the month of January, but even when we were on the road, I didn't see the sun a whole lot. And I know back home it was even worse. So we're enjoying the weather. We're enjoying uh, the basketball we've seen the last couple of games. I said this. I wanted to see the Pacers – 
make a bit of a move here. You know, win these games leading up to the all-star break. I want the fan base to go from a sign of hope, which clearly they all have, to a level of greater expectation. Last night was, I thought, a start of that run. As clunky as it was, don't get me wrong, but I thought last night was the start of that. What do you think? I would agree with that. Let's think back to that phone call we had on the Friday night that I was in Portland, and it was what a, maybe a ten-minute phone call. Oh and, yeah, and we were both. I had we I had a both. tremendous sports arousal at that moment too. I'm surprised we got you on the horn. Yeah. Well, we were both so excited, and I was getting text messages from fans that I had not heard of from a while, and so the excitement was building. And I think you can uh, let's pardon my, my use of the wrong word, but you can have a little premature excitement, right? I mean, yes. you can just think it's all going to happen so quickly and then you have to understand it takes a little bit of time uh a new player comes into the mix you also have an injury to work through so the team that you saw that night in portland the team that you've seen even the last couple of weeks dealing with tyrese halliburton's minutes restriction it's not the team you'll see in march and in april but to your point now that if you can go into the break with some momentum and some wins you'll feel really good i think about the where about where this team is coming out of the all-star break and then have those expectations that you referenced for March, April, and, hey, maybe even May basketball. That's what I think would be really exciting. He is uh, Jeremiah Johnson of Pacers TV. Pacers, their final game before the All-Star break at Gamebridge Fieldhouse coming up tomorrow night. That's at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Everything else next week is on the road. Uh, They host Golden State coming up tomorrow night. We'll get to that in just a second. I thought last night I mentioned this as as clunky, and it was very clunky. Uh, There are a lot of things to like, some things not to like. And I guess what is also awkward about this entire time is the fact the NBA trade deadline is coming up tomorrow. Now, I would suggest they just stay where they are right now. Others are thinking about trading guys. The one thing I would be very careful and not to mess with is this offense because I just don't think they have ways and means to catch up that much more defensively to lose any sort of offensive output, including Buddy Heald or really anybody else that's been significant Significant. Between that balance, offense and defense, how do you see that? They've got more offensive depth than maybe I anticipated at the start of the season and, and maybe specifically in talking about the outside shooting. We had those conversations in September when word got out that maybe Buddy Heald and, and the Pacers didn't agree to a contract extension. And I can remember you asking me about his ability to shoot the three They do have better three-point shooting up and down the roster than maybe I anticipated, as Aaron Neesmith is second in the league and Jalen Smith is capable. But still, that is what Buddy Heal does. And so I understand what you're saying, and I'm not even bringing him up as for any particular reason to say, if you did make a move, I do think they've got more capable guys that it's not necessarily going to cause you to take a hit. It's okay to dip down a little bit offensively if you're also improving – defensively and that's where they have made some decisions in terms of the last two games starting Andrew Nemhard, meaning he'll he'll give you a little bit more playmaking take some pressure off of Tyrese Halliburton handling the basketball but maybe more importantly he brings you a little bit more defense in the backcourt you, you were looking for that a little bit once Bruce Brown was traded so um, I, I don't go into this trade deadline thinking oh wow there's going to be a move if it if a move is made 
I also think it would be on the edges to where it wouldn't really affect the identity of the team. So um, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I'm not concerned about a move happening that would severely change the offensive uh, numbers yes. because they've been number one in offense pretty much from game one. Defensively, they've moved up a little bit, right? Around Christmas, they were 30th, and when I last checked, 25th or 6th, and it's tough to make up that ground um, that quickly. So they, they've been middle of the pack if you put a, a marker of Christmas on. They've been 16th, 17th defensively. You still would rather be closer to 10th than to 20th, but really, even though they've scored fewer points, their, their season numbers are still number one in offense, and I don't see that changing despite anything that would happen between now and tomorrow afternoon. You get fourth quarter stops to me, and you can make up ground for being 25th or you know viewed on that level throughout the game defensively. But if you get fourth quarter stops or late game stops, I think that you can kind of make that up, and it can be viewed differently in that fashion. You mentioned Nemhart as well. Since he's been inserted into the starting lineup, you can tell that his major focus is on the defensive end. Now, he was 4-5, I think 9 points last night. Uh, game before, didn't score anything in Charlotte. You can just tell more of his focus. He's been coached up to have that focus more on the defensive side of the basketball right now. I mean, you need a stopper in the backcourt. You need a stopper on the wing. And you have the closest thing in, on the Pacers roster to, the, to that, to me, is is Andrew Nemhard and Aaron Neesmith. And so by starting both of those guys, then with the length of Pascal Siakam, along with Miles Turner, as Rick Carlisle told me before the game, those are probably four of, if not the four best defenders that the Pacers have. So by starting that group, you're giving yourself a chance now you saw in Charlotte the Hornets only score 13 points in the first quarter, and it was it was great. <laughs> and then it was 41-39 at the end of the first quarter last night. So that shows you're not all the way there yet, and you cannot have one good defensive game and just say you've got things figured out. When you bring up the fourth quarter stuff, the one thing that I'll point to that still does need to improve, and it 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 kind of comes and and it goes, it's getting that key defensive rebound. And and the Rockets had 20 offensive rebounds and and Rick Carlisle has not been shy in saying if you don't rebound you're not going to play if everyone's healthy you do have guys that can come in and say all right you're out Ben Shepard you're in or maybe at the center position Isaiah Jackson definitely a capable rotation player but maybe not getting minutes every single game and so he can jump in and take minutes you can get guys attention that way but the biggest thing that I see, and we talked about it on uh, Pat Boyle and I on our podcast today, is closing out those possessions. When the Pacers were up 14, you just, you just human nature sets in. Maybe you relax a little bit. It's getting those defensive rebounds, and it hurt the Pacers against New York. It hurt the Pacers a little bit last night. You still got that win, but that's defense also. I mean, getting a stop is finishing the possession off, and so that's what I will be watching uh, I'll be watching it on Saturday night. I don't know who's going to play for the Knicks. I know everyone who does suit up for New York is capable of going and getting offensive boards, so you've got to do a better job in, in securing those defensive boards. Well, and and there was, to me, in that Knicks game, I was more disgusted about that game than I have been in one in a while because the Knicks clearly just had more want to. And it wasn't even necessarily about rebounding, although it can be defined by how they hit, especially the offensive glass. I, there was just more want to in that game from a group without a lot of star power that normally would have. And that's what made that game last week so disgusting for me to watch. 
Yeah, I heard some of your uh, conversations. I was pissy. I was massively pissy last week about that. (laughs) You were – I will say – the rebounding you can point to, I felt like the Pacers were bringing some effort, but the Knicks may be the hardest playing team in the league right now. And so it can make you look like you weren't, you know, giving it your all. I, I don't think there was a, a lack of effort from a Pacers perspective. I think it was still a little clunky as well in what you're dealing with, with Tyrese Halliburton and trying to figure this all out. And then looking, when is he going to come in? When is he going to not be in? And again, Josh Hart, Say what you want about maybe his shooting or his scoring. There is no tougher guard to block out in this league. And so I'll be interested to see how the Pacers improve when those two teams play again. And uh, the garden was rocking. I mean, it was, a, it was a great atmosphere. I still say Gamebridge Fieldhouse, without a doubt, is the best basketball venue in the NBA. But that – that organ was playing, those fans were on their feet, and, and Jalen Brunson the night after he was named to the All-Star team, he, he kind of willed that team to victory. So it'll be up to the Pacers when those two teams play again to try to get a little bit of revenge. But before that, you've got the Warriors coming into town. So this is a fun next couple of games for the Pacers. Yeah, I had Trace on the show yesterday, and as always, he's he's really good. Now, he's been, he's been up and down clockwise here recently, and really more down than up, but... Um, He's as as good as it gets, conversationally speaking, and he's going to have a uh, going to have a full house of friends and family there tomorrow night for sure. Yeah, you've got to feel good for Trace Jackson Davis. He's one of those players that sometimes the guy that's been in college for a number of years he drops down uh, the draft farther than he would have thought, but he got into what seems like a good situation, and you feel like he's going to be able to have a long, successful career. Compare him a little bit to Trey Lyles, even though Trey Lyles was a higher draft pick. Uh, you look at the guys that were drafted near him, another you know central Indiana guy, and a lot of them are out of the league, and he's still knocking down shots, and he helped the Kings beat the Pacers last Friday, and I think the next night he uh, maybe had four or five three-pointers, maybe six even against the Bulls, and, and Trace Jackson Davis, a little bit of a different player, but he knows how to play the game, and you're very happy that he's found a home uh, with the Warriors. All right, before I let you go here, uh, you're going to be here All-Star Week and, and weekend as well. I'm going to leave this up to you. Um, either that I'm going, to, I'm going to text Buchanan and ask him. He'll probably say he's scouting or something, bullcrap like that. But I, where can we play some pickup games? Where can we get involved with some, some people in and around? And can you get me on that LED glass floor to shoot a couple? Can that happen? I want to see how yeah. the hell that works. I was looking at some video yesterday. It, it's going to be uh, quite the sight, not just in person, but on television. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. You realize I'm not at the top of the food chain here. So if you have Chad Buchanan's number, you have a better chance. Oh, I will yeah. do. He'll say that he's scouting or some bullcrap like that. I'm uh, scouting. No, I think I, I, I think he'll be around next weekend unless the Westfield Shamrocks are playing at the time. That well, I heard, I heard um, yesterday it was on the Rick Carlisle show, as you guys referenced it last night. I had to giggle a little bit about that, by the way. The Rick Carlisle show <laughs> and not the uh, morning wake-up call with Sweebo. The Rick yeah, Carlisle show. That's it. Giving- Rick's not going to be in town long title well yeah i know but i think chad buchanan probably will be we'll see i i know rick is going to visit family and he's got a lot of uh 
a good reason to not be in town. My guess would be Chad will be. I will be. I know Bicentennial Unity Plaza, the, the, the ice skating rink is gone. There's now a basketball court. But you're wanting to play pickup with who? I mean, are you trying to get – Listen, I just uh, I kind of want to shoot around on that uh, LED glass floor more than anything. But, yeah, I don't really care. I mean, any of these venues, I wouldn't mind to get a couple of shots up. I just, I mean, I know they're not going to let me into any of these good parties. I mean, they're going to go, uh, wait a minute, nerd, leave. So I'm not going to get invited to that. So I thought maybe to get some shots up someplace, and especially at Lucas Oil Stadium with that backdrop and the LED floor. Can you make that happen? I'll do my best. Can you go to Rick? Can Rick Fusen help me out here? He probably could. What's he, he, what's he got to, I mean, right he's now. retiring anyway. I mean, he, he got one foot out the door right now, so he can probably help me out and not really care how it looks. I was just in his office for the podcast that I just mentioned. Pat and I just talked with him for about 25 minutes. We discussed the All-Star game at the Hoosier Dome in 1985. Any chance you were there for that? It was not. I was not here. You believe that? I'm the basketball lover that I am, I was not here. I was I was seven or eight years old, and there was a big snowstorm that came in that morning, and I can remember – there was some debate whether we could make the trip down from Peru, Indiana, and we decided to go ahead and make make it down. And we, I, we didn't have good seats, but I was in the building. We stopped at the world's largest Dairy Queen in Westfield, Indiana at the time, <laughs> and, and then went down to the Hoosier Dome. So that's my memory. I don't have great, distinct memories, but I remember the introductions and the starting lineups. And so I am looking forward to seeing it back again uh, almost 40 years later. Yeah, and, and really, for in 85, for the All-Star Week, the only place to eat downtown was at McDonald's and the Hyatt. So everybody was kind of stuffed into that place back in 1985. <laughs> yeah, it, it was not like it is downtown now, and it yep. should be a show. And I, right before I came on, I heard you mentioning Super Bowl, and I know people had talked about Indianapolis, what a great job they did hosting that, and whether they could maybe get another one. And in our conversation with Rick Fusen, just to invite everybody, you can go – to the events at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. There are the practices, uh, the HBCU Classic. They'll be at the Convention Center, the, the G League game there, crossover. But just come down and experience it. It will be, it'll have a Super Bowl feel when you're walking either from that little path from Gamebridge Fieldhouse to Lucas Oil Stadium. You will know you're at a big event. You will, uh, it will have that Super Bowl feel. Yeah. And, and just figure out a time between Friday and Saturday, even Saturday, Sunday afternoon, if you've got time to make your way down, you will uh, you will not be disappointed. And come down and see Jeremiah Johnson. And we'll figure out when John's going to get his shot. Yes, up and you can get. Yeah, you can maybe uh, challenge John to yes. uh, a game of, of pig right? on the gla- on the glass floor. On the glass well, floor, Lucas Oil Stadium. On the circle. I mean, isn't there a court where your station could have a? An event? Yeah, well, with the arc I put on my jumper, it hits the ceiling downstairs. It ru- it okay. really it, it ruins my game. All right. So you really want to be <laughs> so, at Lucas yes. Oil Stadium on that court. Yes, I do. So me, you, Denary, Chad Buchanan, and Rick Fusen. All right? Go up that food chain you're talking about and make sure that happens. <laughs> I'm putting it on you, buddy. I appreciate you. Well, let's just hope someone with some power is listening to this conversation, and we'll see what happens. Well, I'm screwed with that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. All right. Take care. Jeremiah Right there of Valley Sports, Indiana. I'm screwed with that. Quick bit. See, this is one of those moments where James is like going crazy, waving his arms. He's like Clyde in every which way but loose right now. Uh, 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 uh. Quick break. Back with you next. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Now you listen here. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Now go away. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Oh, you guys are fantastic inside the AAA membership lounge via YouTube Live. If you guys are watching right now, can you, um, if you're watching, look in there right now and see if you know the video game that's on my t-shirt. James, do you know? I think I know, but I think it's because I saw people in the lounge talking about it. Oh, they were? Yeah. Oh, I got to get in there. I'm late. I'm late to the party inside the lounge, AAA membership lounge. James may he didn't know what it was, but now he does. Is it? What is it? Galact- Gal- it's Galaga. Galaga. That's what it is. I knew it start with the G. My T-shirt is Galaga, baby. See right here, right here next to my right nip. <laughs> Wait a minute, not next to my right nip. Where is it? Oh, right here, right here, a little bit to the uh, to the right of it. These things that come down and capture your ship, and then you would carefully. Shoot it. Come on in. And you can get it back, and then you'd have double barrel action, James. Oh, man. Double barrel Galaga action was awesome. Check it out. Triple A membership lounge via YouTube Live. Yeah, I saw this a little bit earlier. I talked about it. Uh, so the NBA All-Star Weekend, the Ruffle Celebrity Game. What's up, Cam? Assistant coaching Team Shannon would be Peyton Manning. That's Team Shannon Sharp, right? And I inevitably get this, and somebody's going to have to help me out because for the life of me, I will never get it from some of you Nimrods. Seriously, I will not understand it. But I get, I'm so sick and tired of Peyton Manning. What kind of idiot around here do you have to be to ever say that? Seriously, what kind of idiot? What's wrong with you? Why would you ever tire of that? How many championships are we talking about here that have been won around here? I mean, are you guys with me on that? Should we not be? I know that he's probably more of a Denver lean right now, and he finished his career in Denver, went on winning in Denver, but that wasn't his fault. All right, he was shown the door. But somebody would have to tell me, just beyond the fact that he's in every commercial, just beyond the fact that he's on a lot of television shows that you watch, why would anybody around here have the audacity to ever state that they're sick and tired of Peyton Manning? I that just tell if you say that, that tells me you're just dumb as hell. Seriously. You are dumb and there's no way we could ever hang because you're just too dumb. Anybody else feel the same way? I get that all the time. And I just don't get it. I, I guess if if there's just a lot that you have to, and I mean, you can turn the channel if you want. Why would you ever be tired of hearing about Peyton Manning? Some of you guys, and not all of you, and I'm assuming it's a very small percentage of dipsticks. Some of you guys don't have the smarts you're real good like this guy from Greene County. Good Lord. No memory of constant losing? Well, of course you do, because that's where we are. (laughs) It's where we have been. 
That's where we've been living. That's where our house is located in the middle of losing. The hell would you ever say that about Manning? Man. The celebrity game. It always makes me laugh when I see that, though. Yeah, I don't know. I probably am not going to end up getting on the glass floor, but I'm going to try. I promise you that. Hey, speaking of hoopage, major coming up on Saturday, round two, Indiana and Purdue, Mackey Arena, West Lafayette, having a fantastic sophomore season, including a win back in January down in Bloomington in meeting number one. The former Mr. Basketball from Westfield High School and has been on the show before, and he liked it so much he wanted to return. Braden Smith's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Hey, Braden, thanks for the time. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, thank you for having me again, and I'm excited to chat with you all. Well... You're chilling on a day off. Let, let me uh, let us all in, Braden, on what entails a day off for a sophomore Boilermaker guard in West Lafayette. What's happening? For sure. So, I mean, actually this morning I went in and lifted at 10. Um, I got lucky today. My class got canceled. So, <laughs> so yeah, so no class. Um, but I went and lifted at 10, and then I got a workout after that from 1045 to 1145. So, two back-to-back workouts and then i'm here now so i'm kind of just relaxing probably about to go get lunch now now that doesn't sound like a day off to me you got lifting and you got workouts and now you did get a day off from class what class was that by the way um it was a com 250 class so kind of like a speech Ah. kind of class so yeah all right you need help um you, you have to write a speech you're doing some speeches what's happening in there uh, this class, the uh, Com 100, 101, was actually speeches and stuff presented in classes and creating speeches, yes. But this class is about just media and the world today and just all different types of media and just the definitions and background of media all around the world today. Well, so. hey, if you got any questions, your guy's sitting right here ready to give you <laughs> profound answers. No, that's awesome, man. It's a Braden Smith of the Boilermakers with us. Last time we had a conversation, we were talking about where you guys were in the season. Fast forward maybe a month or so, you get IU coming up at Mackey on Saturday. And uh, big win on Sunday in Madison. How do you think you and your team playing as you get ready for IU Saturday? Yeah, I think we're playing great right now, um, and it, it's just—it's honestly really fun to be a part of something like this, where everybody has fun um, winning, but also just the su- successes of each other as well. Like we're all happy for each other. We're all just, you know, joyful for everything that we got and everything that we're getting, and we're kind of excited for the rest of the season how everything will play out. How can you tell just besides the win? That and we'll start offensively. We'll work into some defense in a minute. But how can you tell, you know, outside of just a win in general, that what you're doing offensively is what you you should be doing? I mean, what's what's the telltale sign or stat besides winning in general that tells you that? Yeah, I mean, I think our shooting percentages are a lot better this year. Um, and I think, I mean, there's been so many stats out there of different people scoring 20 points. I mean, like, I think our whole starting five has done that. So. And I think Mason maybe too. So I think we've had six guys or whatever uh, score 20-plus points. So, I mean, like that just shows our team like how much depth we got and how good we are from top to bottom. When I was watching you guys play, and Braden Smith's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline and beating Wisconsin on Sunday, I, I was thinking you, you do a lot of these, um, you know, ball screen actions with Zach. Um, and, and what is – can you – 
go through with us exactly what you're trying to read off a, a high ball screen with Zach or a slip of the screen with Zach? What, what's like the first read? What is the progression there as a guard trying to make that right play with Zach and that two-man game in mind? Yeah, so, I mean, I, there's obviously a bunch of reads that involves that. starts with the guy guarding the ball. Um, but the main thing I look at is Zach's man, so the big guy hedging or drop, whatever he's in. Um, and his defensive coverage. And then after that, you got to see the lone man, so behind the big guys and see where that guy in the corner is. So, I mean, there's just a bunch of different reads, and I'm glad that Coach Paint and the guys on this team kind of had the trust for me to go out there and make those reads uh, game in and game out. How much film do you watch to get that down? How much film, for example, did you watch of Wisconsin going in to see how you thought that they were going to handle that defensively? Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, we watched a lot at the beginning. I usually watch it with PJ before games that we play, just of different ball screen coverages, what they could do, just all that kind of stuff. Um, and, I mean, we kind of had a general idea, but I honestly didn't know what they would do. I mean, I felt like they're big guys, pretty mobile, pretty active, so I thought they may have trapped it a little bit more, but it seems to me like they didn't. And we were able to kind of get good shots off of that and – be successful at it. We have seen a great deal of improvement, certainly, with with you. And when you decide, I guess, through that progression where you're going to take that 15 to to 17 to 18 foot jump shot, we, we've seen a lot more confidence you stepping into that. I know it's going to take time, but is is this the highest level of confidence you've had? Because you you look when you're stepping into that like you know that that thing's going to go down if you take it. I mean, yeah, I think. It, it, I mean, last year, I think it's the same thing. I just I was playing a role last year, and I think this year it's just another role, and it's just me scoring a little bit more. Like, nothing that I'm doing is really surprising me. I mean, I, I've done it my whole life, and I just feel like now it's starting to open up. And for us, our team to be successful, I realize that I'm going to have to start scoring more. So. Where, is, where is that shot that I just described from you that you're so good at on Sunday, you've been so good at this season? Where is that in the progressions of reads, for example, if you're doing that two-man with Zach? Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I think since high school I've had that. Yeah. I just, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's just playing a role and being comfortable. And I think coming in as a freshman, I was just really focused on getting guys the ball in the right spots to be successful. And I, I, that's just what my definition idea of a point guard is. And that's what I thought I had to do to help this team out. And this year it was just kind of taking that bigger role and being like, all right, well, they're going to give you your shot, so just take your shot and then help people second. So I'm going to do that a little bit more. That's uh, Boilermaker sophomore guard Braden Smith, the former Mr. Basketball from Westfield High School, is with us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Um, is it enjoyable? Uh, obviously you win, so hell, that's enjoyable. But is it enjoyable while you're winning to have such a large basketball bullseye on your back wherever you go? For example, Madison on Sunday. I mean, that, that group, that crowd was loaded. I mean, they were absolutely, not in, literally and figuratively, probably at about noon central time in Madison. But is it cool to go in and having all all that uh, negativity thrust at you, knowing how good you guys are, knowing how important that game is for those fans in that building that are against you? For sure. I mean, personally, I, I love away games. And I, I love just going in there and seeing them have packed stands. And, uh, I mean, the hate just kind of fuels you, gives you a little bit of extra energy. But I think what it tells a lot about who you are as a team when every game I've lost here since I've been here my two years, we've been court rushed. 
So, I mean, I think that says a lot about not only our team, but just the program in general and kind of the respect. I mean, the people on, on other fan bases aren't going to say it's a respect thing, but I see it as a respect thing because, I mean, they're rushing us after they beat us after every time. So I see it as a good thing. That's inc- So it's been every game for you? Yep. That's I incredible. Mean, except, for the, except for the two home games, which yep. was IU and Rutgers last year, which, I mean, their team ran on the court. So, I mean, I guess you can count that. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, that's amazing. I, I just that does look like fun, and and like your teammates, I'm sure soak this up. But I don't know if anybody soaks it up more than you do, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's just a part of the game of basketball, and I'm like, I think I strive most when people doubt me, and I think I've done that my whole life, and I think being able to prove people wrong is the best thing in the sport. I mean, what what's what's better than someone telling you you can't do something and you go do it and you're like, oh well, watch that, I just did it, you know, type of thing. So yeah, I there are so many high level players just like you that constantly want that motivational chip, and that that has worked to your advantage. I mean, you talk about the doubters, those that don't believe in you. I mean, you can look back. I'm assuming by you know just being recruited. Obviously, Purdue is a place where you wanted to go, but you can look at others that are in your same class that may getting more notoriety than you did at the time too. All this stuff is fuel that I'm sure has helped you get where you are right now. For sure. I mean, like everybody deserves to be where they are. Um, everybody's worked their butt off to get to where they are. It's just the way they got there may have been a little bit easier than mine, but I mean, like I think, like I said, like it's just the best part, like just putting your head down, going to work, and competing every single day, and then when you do that, it works itself out. So, Braden Smith with us of the Boilermakers, IU and Purdue coming up on Saturday. So, tell me a little bit about you had an and one and then a a flex on the inline while laying out of bounds. What was said to you after that? I'm just curious from the official. Yeah, to be honest, it was just really weird. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, like, I guess I'm not allowed to show any emotion anymore. Like, I mean, I'm 5'10", and smallest guy out there every time. I mean, you got to play with the chip on your shoulder. So I was kind of confused what he was – the ref was talking about. He just thought I was taunting the other players, which if you go back and watch the video, there's no one by me but Zach and Cam. So, yeah. I mean, there's, so I'm, I, I don't know. Just whatever he thought, I, I sure. felt like it may not have been his day, I guess. Well, I – like I think everybody in the world has reactions like that now. I yep. mean, you're, you're you're you know you're banging the threes off your head when you make a three. You know you're blowing a kiss to the crowd, and it happens. Every, you're flexing when you have an and one. The big guys seem like that they're allowed to flex when they have an and one. What's what's the deal with the guard? We we got to make this thing even. I think, don't we? Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, whenever we play against other people, it's all right if they do it to us, but we do it to them and show a little motion back and throw that little punch back and we get in trouble for it. I mean, I, I don't understand it, but it's it's whatever. We just play our game of basketball. Yeah, and, and you know what, Braden? I, this probably plays a role. I could be wrong about it, but they, they probably also consider, well, we're, we're going to maybe, you know, get something eliminate something that we don't want to have started and maybe that's it hell i don't know but i just saw it and i i saw just a little bit of dialogue that he had with you and i just was kind of curious what he was telling you yeah i mean it's just i mean it's the game of basketball he just must have been a little upset and thought of something different i mean to be honest most of the time yeah i am talking smack back to people but usually people start it with me but that time and that play i was not intending to talk crap to anybody are you a a, a consistent crap talker do you start it or do you finish it i'd say i'd more 
more finished. I mean, I don't really talk crap unless someone says something to me. That's usually how I've always been. And it, by me saying something back, it's just by me playing and don't when you like, all right, well, I'll just go score on you and then make you go sit on the bench type of thing. You don't have to identify the player at all. We don't want to do that, I'm sure. But when was the last team? Was it Wisconsin that talked some junk to you that you felt compelled to respond, or was it before that? When was the last time? No, I think it's just been it's been all throughout the season. Um, I mean, I think every game there's been a little bit of something. Um, I mean, there's I don't think there's really a specific one. I mean, I think you, you could just go back and pinpoint a lot of different things from a lot of different games. So, just I mean, it's just the game of basketball, and everybody's competitive, and it's just a part of it. That's uh, Braden Smith with us. So the Boilers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. A win down in Bloomington back in January. What do you take away from that performance that can be put to good use for round number two in West Lafayette Saturday night? Yeah, I think if we just start off hot like we did there, um, take care of the ball, I thought that was huge, and then just rebound like we did. Um, I think if we uh, control those three things and – just play our game of basketball. I mean, it'll settle itself. Um, what? What? Um, a couple of things you're looking for that you guys want to do and establish on Saturday against IU offensively, and I guess we'll talk about defense. We haven't brought that up yet regarding your thoughts on how you guys are playing both individually and team wise defensively. Yeah, no, I mean, same thing as every game. I mean, this game's no different than anything else. I mean, it's still important. It's still a Big Ten game, and we still have goals to win the Big Ten and go past that. So, I mean, I think just playing our game of basketball, uh, winning the turnover game, and then also just out-rebounding the other team. Do you um you have thoughts of a year ago, what took place last year, or was that last year with you as far as what happened in your place? Um, I, I just see it as the last year thing. I mean, it's a game. They came in. They played better, better than us that night, and they won. I mean, they deserved it, so – that's just it's a game, and it's just what happens. It's uh, Braden Smith of the Boilermakers, the sophomore guard. He is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline too. Uh, he's got a day off today. We've been talking about that as well. You've got a full schedule from here on out as well as things really get amped up in this month of February. Give me a couple of things you really want to see you and your teammates improve upon, or maybe I should say, be more consistent at. Something maybe Matt and you know the the uh, assistant coaches are preaching at you. Some things you need to get consistently better at right now. Yeah, I think just for me personally, just limiting my turnovers. Um, I think just those games where I have more than two, sometimes one. I mean, it's, it's just mental mistakes, and I feel like sometimes I just don't think and need to just I don't know, just play my game of basketball without thinking about it. And I think as a team, I think consistently we just gotta like i've said multiple times just keep playing our game of basketball if we keep doing what we're doing um out rebound people and just play hard i mean like i said it'll settle itself how's purdue been for you i mean you look like among all your teammates you probably enjoy it about as much as anybody does has this been when when you signed to go here and and obviously chose that as as your college destination has it been everything you thought it was going to be Yes, it has. It's been great, and it's been unbelievable. It's another step in the journey, and I'm glad Coach Paint and Purdue took a shot on me because, I mean, I see it as a challenge ever since I've been here to prove people wrong and to have someone in your corner like Coach Paint and the players and staff behind my back and everything. I mean, it's just it's just an awesome feeling to have, and I'm excited to be here. Now, this is your overall 
number one choice, and I don't even know if you want to go back here, but did was there was there another place that you thought maybe at some point in time you might be that wasn't Purdue? Was there ever a second choice whatsoever, or was it just all Purdue all the time? Um, it was it was honestly Belmont and Nashville. Um, that they, they it was them and Purdue reaching out to me, so that those were my two options at the time, and. I just, like I said, like it was just the challenge. Like I wanted to take the challenge and I knew that I was good enough to play here because I put the work in for it every single day. Um, I just knew that it was just a challenge to, to take upon. So um, a friend of mine who he, obviously he's older than you, but he had a great career at Belmont is Dylan Windler who played at Perry Meridian. He is a friend of mine. His parents actually lived down the road from where I live, uh, down in Johnson County by by Greenwood. I think he's with the Lakers right now, too, but Belmont's a good program. I mean, I'm a big Missouri Valley Conference guy. I went to Indiana State, so I'm a big Missouri Valley Conference guy, and and that that has been a Rick Bird and now where they are right now, and you see you know, Ben Shepard playing for the Pacers, who was was there a year ago. That's a good basketball program. For sure. I mean, I, uh, Coach Alexander was awesome. Um, their whole staff was awesome. Their players were awesome. It's just good basketball over there. So, I mean, I couldn't go wrong with either choice. Um, so I was just really happy that I had either to fall, fall on. Everybody's pretty happy. I would think that you're a Purdue right now, so there's no doubt about that. Boilermaker fans love you. We should also mention, too, our good friend Brian, because the last time we, we had a conversation, I was at Crafters in Carmel, uh, right there, a little bit north of 146 right there at Crafters, somewhere around 146. I think maybe it is 146, but uh, big fan of Crafters you are, correct? Yes, sir. I mean, been going there for a pretty long time now, so... Yep, you do that. I'm assuming that at some point you, you still go back down and you'll play a pickup game or two at Westfield, maybe get some of the Hamilton County friends together and play a pickup game. Is that going to be the destination? You go play a little bit, then you go to Crafters, have a little dinner, lunch, whatever? Yeah, for sure. I mean, me and my friend group, we love going there. Brian's always awesome to us. Um, he always hooks us up, um, always gets us a, a table, whatever we need, and it's a, an awesome thing to have. So. so your friends from your fantasy football league were there with me. And mm-hmm. um, the the guy that lost had to go with the hottest of the wing sauce. Yeah. And yeah. Did he have to go to the hospital? Did he have to go to the ER? Because he didn't look right after that. <laughs> no, no, he did not. Um, I think he had some stomach problems for a couple of days. Um, that's what you get if you're the loser, right? If you're like the last place finisher in your league, that's what happens. You got to have stomach problems. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so, something happens, man. It's a part of it. I, I, I was, I didn't play this year because I, I lost the past two, so I, I knew knew my little boundaries there. Oh, well done. Well, this I'm gonna tell you what. I don't know what what Brian and the gang cooked up right there, but he was on the struggle bus, man. He was. Yeah, he was. He yeah. was. Hey, I'm very happy for you. Tell tell everybody in the family I said hello. We'll have you back on down here again. But uh, a pleasure to watch and the best of luck against IU in round number two coming up on Saturday. And even more so, enjoy this day off. Where are we going to go to lunch today? Where are we going? I don't know. Maybe a Chipotle kind of day. Oh. So maybe get me some a nice little bowl and some chips and queso. Rock it. Hey, man, we'll uh, continue to check in on you, but you're a, a pleasure, a joy to have a conversation with. And, again, tell the family we said hello. We'll do it again soon. Thank you, Brayden. 
Thank you. It's uh, Brayden Smith of the Boilermakers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Seriously, they had a contest. The last place finisher in his fantasy league had to get the hottest wing sauce at Crafters in Carmel. And I don't remember the dude's name. My apologies, but it was an absolute struggle. I, I felt bad for him because he was he was struggling. Nah, seriously, Purdue fans, you're incredibly fortunate because that dude is all ball 24-7-365. And he just keeps coming and coming and coming at you. Uh, enjoy to watch. Now, round two with IU and Purdue coming up on Saturday night. That is at 8 o'clock. And again, right across the hall, 93 WIBC. Got your coverage, I'm sure, coming up at 7. Believe that is a Fox game coming up on Saturday, too. IU and Purdue in Mackey Arena in West Lafayette. Quick break. We'll come back. Luke Bryan tickets to give away for his show in September at the Ruoff Music Center. That's coming up and a lot more to get to. Pacer win over Houston. Pacers in Golden State. If you missed Trace Jackson Davis on the show yesterday, he was outstanding. We'll rehash that. Butler a loser on the road at UConn. And a lot more for you coming up as well. On this Wednesday edition, tomorrow on the road, I'll explain where we're going and what you can win when you get there. That's on the south side tomorrow as well. I'll have that explanation coming up for you next. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Give me my theme music! 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Thank you for joining us. Braden Smith, Boilermaker Sophomore Podcast. 107.5thefan.com. IU Purdue on Saturday. Anthony Leal joins us tomorrow. Tucker Barnhart. Tucker Barnhart is uh, heading to report with pitchers and catchers. And uh, this is awesome, by the way. Heading to Arizona, right? So he is on the way going to stop in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And this is a dude after my heart right here. He's going to start in, uh, stop in Albuquerque so he can. I think there's a casino there in which he will watch um, in concert Great White and Slaughter. <laughs> Great White and Slaughter. Believe Slaughter is. Uh, let me play some for you as a reentry. Is that up all night, sleep all day, Slaughter? And uh, does it fly to the Angels or something like that? They had a. Uh, they had a slow classic back in the day. That am I right about that, Slaughter? Yeah, fly to the Angels. Ah, an angel. I'm gonna play that as a re-entry. That'll get everybody geeked up. 
So Tucker Barnhart tomorrow, Anthony Leal tomorrow, Mike Chapel coming up tomorrow, NBA Jam and Michelob Ultra tomorrow. Location, Southport Road, Southsiders, especially I know all of Center Grove's going to be going tomorrow to Cambridge Fieldhouse. I don't blame you. On the way, stop by, have an ice cold Michelob Ultra with me. And we'll be playing NBA Jam High Score against the shoes, the Nike Air shoes, which are fantastic. Original, blue and gold, courtside Nike Air shoes, and then you advance to the finals. And the finals coming up next week, brothers downtown. Finals, if you win, you get the NBA Jam arcade game. How many of you have arcade stand-up or cocktail table arcade games in your home, your man cave, your basement? Because that's what I want. I may find a way so I can take this thing home. I know a lot of you probably have pool tables. Maybe a ping pong table. Anybody have a bumper pool table? Anybody ever play bumper pool at the boys club? <laughs> bumper bumper pool. I think the younger you are, the more fun bumper pool is. The older that you get, the more you go, yeah, I don't want to play this. What the hell's happening? Bumper pool. But you can win NBA Jam, and you can start that path, that trek, Coming up tomorrow, Whiskey Business off of Southport Road is coming up on tomorrow's show. Hey, JMV, I'd go a step further and ask you if you can replace some of those interviews with Peyton Manning. There is nothing better than that. And I have interviewed, and I mentioned this, there are like two that are floating around out there that I've never had. Uh, one being George Brett and the other being Babyface. And I know that people are trying like hell with Babyface's involvement in All-Star Weekend to do that with me here. Trying. But, um, yeah, the Manning interviews are always the best. I have just never truly understood that level of knuckle knuckleheadery is what it is. With that in mind, hey, Braden Smith, really good podcast, 1075thefan.com. Sweebo sent me this. I really don't know what it means. Um, ESPN, ESPN flagship, ESPN plus, ESPN, blah, 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 Fox thing, ESPN app. Uh, I'm talking about, I was talking about uh, the streaming services that are going to come together. And if any of you out there that have streaming that you've cut the cord or you've gotten away from direct TV like I should have long ago, but I haven't because I'm too lazy. I need a uh, high T inspiration to get away from that, but I'm still too lazy. If maybe you're starting to regret all the different services you have to have now that you live in the world of streaming. Didn't get a lot of that feel yesterday when that news came down, however. Yeah, I do understand that. Kevin Bowen's going to join us coming up at the five o'clock hour, too. Uh, we are going to be incredibly busy. Pacers with a win over Houston. Pacers get Golden State. That's the final game at Cambridge Fieldhouse for them until the All-Star break. Now they're going to finish out on the road. Madison Square Garden Saturday with the Knicks. Charlotte again, and then Toronto. 
and then they head to the All-Star break, and I'm assuming a lot of them will be around here. I am going to have to reference, I mentioned this to Jeremiah Johnson a little bit earlier, when when they were talking about last night on Bally Sports Indiana, when Rick Carlisle Tuesday was on with Swebo, and I think it was um, JJ that referenced it, the Rick Carlisle show, that's awesome. <laughs> For somebody that's incredibly jealous like I am, that they get all this breaking news, and I don't get anything, the Rick Carlisle show it is. The only true way to have that be any more hilarious is if that's what they call it on Tuesday. You got to have make sure that that Sweebo knows that's how they have to introduce him to the Rick Carlisle show on Tuesday. You got to do that. No guts, no glory here, fellas. NBA trade deadline is coming down the stretch right here. Uh, There was something that I did retweet regarding interest the Sixers have in Buddy Heald. I think it was uh, Chris Haynes that had mentioned that report and that the Pacers uh, were off of it because they didn't like what Philly wanted to give them. I would just maintain. Are you truly that concerned about losing one of these expiring contracts for nothing? Is that what the concern is? Seems like that's the case. At least that's what I gather so far. I'll give you a great example. Yanny sent me this. I'm trying to get with you on Buddy, but because there's no way we bring him back at that higher number, I don't believe that they're going to get anything back when his contract expires. I just don't want to see this franchise go with absolutely nothing. I'm just going to tell you this, Yane. Now, when I had Chad Buchanan on, he didn't seem worried about it. Now, maybe that's because they had the preconceived notion before this week that he was going to be dealt, but it didn't seem like that they had another move going down. Alice Golden came on yesterday and said that that was the, um, not the poker face, but the poker mouth. That didn't sound good. Of Chad Buchanan on the show as he's just not going to give you any information. So I was I was just trying to read how he answered the question. It just didn't sound like to me, and maybe it's because I don't want him to. I'm okay if they don't. That's what it sounded like. Brandon writes this, a JMV. So watching Trace Jackson Davis grow up, develop through the years has been one of the biggest highlights of my professional career. A great player, but an even better role model for the CG athletes. He is definitely that. Little sixth grade Trace grew to be an outstanding man, earned it all. Hashtag Trojan pride. That's down in CG. I said this yesterday, and if you missed that conversation, it came at the very end of the show with Trace Jackson Davis of CG, of IU, and now presently with the Golden State Warriors. You're not going to find a nicer dude anywhere than Trace. I mean, anywhere. And... Put down the lines between you being a Purdue fan and he being an IU guy. Or what It does not matter. As a human, they get no nicer. This is not me trying to grease the wheels either. Because he comes on whatever we ask. That is the absolute truth. You'll find anybody better than that dude. He is just all around incredibly nice. Uh, if you missed that, 1075thefan.com. 
Uh, what do we got going on here? The Pistons have some action going. Uh, finalizing a deal to send guard Monte Morris to the Timberwolves. Timberwolves got it going. Uh, who is that? Timberwolves, Shake Milton, Tony Brown Jr. in one second round pick going the other direction to uh, the toilet. So you do have some action. Trade deadline of the NBA. That is coming up tomorrow. I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Connor Daly, IndyCar driver, is in the Ruffles celebrity game. So he's going to be hooping it up for the first time since he's probably eight years old up in Noblesville. Good for Connor Daly. That should be a hell of a time for him. And you're starting to get a lot of these, these names, these celebrity names, performers, what have you, they're going to be involved in NBA All-Star Weekend. As I mentioned earlier, try to find yourself something that's really fun because you can't, even if you can't go to the All-Star game, because listen, uh, that is well, well, well above ticket-wise my pay grade. I'm assuming I'm in the same boat as a lot of you. So if you can't go to that, find yourself some enjoyment someplace because it will be there. And if you're the Pacers and you're listening right now, which clearly you're not, I want to shoot on that LED glass floor, whatever the hell that thing is. I want to get up some shots at Lucas Oil Stadium. So somebody down there, I've been so nice to you guys over the years. And knowing that this game, this event, this weekend hasn't been around since 1985, the last time this event was here, the only place downtown to eat, everybody that went to that event, that All-Star game in 85, had to stuff themselves into that McDonald's in the Hyatt or that White Castle on the south side of downtown. There were no options then. And I know it's going to be a while before it's back. So please, if you wouldn't mind, if you're over with the Pacers and you have any influence whatsoever, just get me in there. I don't know if Mike Fox has the ability. Just get me in there sometime. I don't care when it is. Three in the morning. Just call me, text me. I'll come over. Maybe 30 minutes shooting around, and I'll get out of your hair immediately. That's all I want. Well, I mean, a lot, a lot more. <laughs> I like to play a little pickup in there, too, but not shooting. Getting some shots up would be enough. So anybody with the Pacers, Chad Buchanan, you're listening right now? Come on. I'm ready to go. Now, it's going to be a good weekend. Just take advantage of something. This is not me trying to sell anything. I have nothing to sell for you. Just fun. And understanding that there's more to this event than just the game itself. And in fact, I think a lot of people would argue that the other stuff is going on, the fringe stuff, right? That that can be a lot more entertaining than the game itself for you. Just a little word of advice. My sycamores do not need to stub the toe. I'm not really worried tonight. Valpo is at the Holman Center. I'm a little concerned about the next time they go on the road. It's at Missouri State. That is always, no matter what the situation, a tough trip. But we got to see the fighting trees get in the top 25. They are knocking on the door. If the top 25, if that was the Holman Center in Terre Haute, the Sycamores right now, at number 28, they're at Boot City, northbound on 41. They're not too far off the pace here. 
We can make the argument that maybe they were deserving of the top 25 after this past week, but keep on winning. Let's get a little top 25 flavor. Greg Rakestraw told us yesterday that, let's just say, for example, they went out and then lose in the championship game of the Mo Valley Conference Tournament, that they would get the auto bid. I, I just I can't trust that. I am still going to sit here and tell you half they went out. Love to see them get in the top 25. It's from John as we hit a break here. So we've gone the entire way with gym floors past 24 hours. Carpeted gym floors, donkey basketball, glass floors, lit with lights, LED style. That's why I love the show. Thank you, John. Yeah, fun weekend to say the least. All right, quick break. We'll come back. We got uh, Kevin Bowen, the other half of Sweebo, the ballpark. Morning wake-up call. Kevin Bowen's going to join us coming up at the top of the hour. Again, tomorrow's show is going to be at Whiskey Business on the South Side with Michelob Ultra and NBA Jam. Tucker Barnhart, Anthony Leal, Mike Chappell so far will be a part of that. But, man, we got a lot of interesting stuff that could be going down in the rest of the week and next week. I'm ready to have some fun. Who's with me? 93.5107.5 The Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Now you listen here. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Now go away. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Uh, Kevin Bowen coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Braden Smith, sophomore guard. Purdue, IU Purdue coming up on Saturday. Jeremiah Johnson, Valley Sports, Indiana. Rockets, Pacers last night. Pacers a winner. Pacers get Steph Curry and Golden State coming up tomorrow night. Tucker Barnhart tomorrow. Anthony Leal tomorrow. And we're going to get you set for an all-star weekend coming up next week around here as well. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, uh, big goings on, of course, with the Super Bowl and the crosshairs out in Las Vegas. And we talked with him back, I want to say, at the end of December, early January. Let me set the scene for you. Our friend Chris Hagan of Fox 59 is out with Nextar, and they're doing Radio Row Super Bowl interviews from Vegas right now. And his partner in that is the son of the the greatest, to me, football player of all time, Walter Payton. Jarrett Payton joins us on the show now. Jarrett, thank you for the time. How are you? John, what's going on, buddy, man? It's always good to talk to you, my man. Please tell me. I forgot to ask you this last time. Please tell me that you have. Remember when Sears had all the NFL gear when we were growing up back then, right, Sears? Do you have any of the uh, Bears 34s still around? No, but you know what? I still see a lot of uh, social media posts and emails from people that had them and kept them and passed them down to their kids. And so it's a... That's one of the coolest things, John, is like not only do I see that, but they're also passing on that sweetness spirit from generation to generation and teaching kids or kids about, you know, my dad. And it's just amazing to see these young kids who come up to me 
and they know the history of the game, but they also know his stat lines and all of his rushing yards and touchdowns. And it's just an honor that uh, my dad's legacy is still alive with the people that got a chance to see him play but also the people that have passed it down to their kids. I have my Bears 34 from Sears from 1980 framed and hanging up. <laughs> I mean, that's how much I was um, I was a that, – that, that along with the big red machine and the reds, kind of like my first introduction to being a sports fan right there. And it's just really something, as you know, as a sports fan, that's something you will never forget. No, and there, there, there's those moments for, for me it was uh, – that was uh, the Fab Five back in those days, and the and the long shorts and yep. the, the black shoes with the black socks. Like I remember those moments. So as, as sports fans, that's what we hold on to, and I think that's what kind of fuels that fire inside of us to be able to love our team, to love those players, and, and to also uh, you know be at moments like where we're at right now at the Super Bowl. Hopefully uh, on Sunday, being able to watch an amazing game between the Chiefs and the 49ers. He is Jared Payton, who's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, live on Radio Row with Chris Hagan. So are you making sure that Hagan looks decent? I'm, it's not about, John, it's not about making sure that Hagan looks decent. He always looks good. Um, I think it's sometimes his, the jacket that he wears. He's <laughs> trying to outdo me all the time. So I got to step my game up just a little bit. So I'm bringing out the big boy suits tomorrow night on NFL Honors when I uh, hand out the Walter Payton Man of the Year award oh, alongside man. my sister. That is so awesome. I, I mean, listen, I have to feel that when you hand that award, there's, there's likely not a lot of things that's more gratifying to you than getting the opportunity to do that. No, it's, it's amazing, John. There's a – see these men and, and the work that they're doing. Like the other night at opening night when – I was sitting in the scrum with all these people trying to get Patrick Mahomes, and I've never had a chance to meet him. He's been nominated for the award twice for uh, throughout the time that he's gone to Super Bowl. So the guys that play in the Super Bowl that are man of the year nominees, you never get a chance to meet him. So I was screaming at him for like 20 minutes, and I finally got his attention. And I asked him, you know, told him who I was. And, John, to see the, the smile on his face when I told him that I was Walter Payton's son, he, he smiled, and the answer he gave me, I just posted on TikTok, and I looked at it earlier this morning. It was at 100,000 views. It's over 500,000 now. So should have hit like a million in it by the end of the day. But to hear these guys want to win this award more than, you know, the MVP and all that stuff, it means the world to me. And to know that my family's name is attached to it, that makes it even more special. What time will you hit the stage presenting that award tomorrow night? Uh, uh, tomorrow, I will. First, I will try not to be nervous alongside yeah. my sister and the commissioner <laughs> to uh, – we, do, we go up and we say a little line while we're up there. Uh, it's going to be – it's normally at the end of the show where they announce it. So uh, we'll actually be in our seats at that time. But as of right now, I don't know who has, has won the award yet. But we'll find out like everybody else, and we'll be excited to – to accept this new member to the Man of the Year family and to our family. Yeah, on NFL Honors tomorrow, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, and uh, he will hand it out, and he joins us now, Jared Payton on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. I noticed you had those big hat-wearing dudes, uh, creating dudes <laughs> on Radio Row. You know, full disclosure, I thought Hagen, it was the first time I ever saw one of those hats actually fit somebody. That's incredible. <laughs> John, he's sitting right next to me, and we got the big hats, and I'm looking at him. It fit him perfectly, man. It was it was snug on his head. Um, we're listen, John. We're having a great time out here. Uh, big game bound airs every single day at 1 p.m. on 
on uh, Fox 59. You can see it on their website. So if you go there, you can watch us live. But we have some great, great guests, and we're having a great time. And, man, hanging out with him and Brett and my, my producer, Rick, we're, we're trying to bring the, the best content that we can from Radio Row, and I, I feel like we're doing that. The NFL Honors, check him out tomorrow night. Uh, always gracious with his time and, uh, again, his uh... – Father, all-time great in the NFL and an all-time hero of mine. It is uh, the son of Walter Payton, Jared Payton, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, Radio Row in Vegas with our friend Chris Hagan. Hey, Jared, as always, it's a pleasure. Let's do this again soon and have a great rest of the week and weekend and enjoy tomorrow night. John, thank you very much. And any time for you, I appreciate you. That's uh, Jared Payton. You know how that makes me feel, Walter Payton. Oh, my goodness. Awesome. Thank you, Hagan. Jared Payton on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Quick break, we'll come back. Kevin Bowen has got us covered coming up here after five. Luke Bryan tickets, too. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Excuse me, Robo, any special message for all the kids watching at home? Stay out of trouble. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Turn this up for me, James, would you please? Mike Epps has actually got an all-star weekend show that's happening. I got to check the date for it. But I am efforting. I think we know this. My all-time favorite duo in hip-hop, and really my all-time favorite voice in hip-hop, Chuck D's right there at the top, and so is Rakim of Eric B and Rakim. Now, obviously, Eric B is no longer a part of Eric B and Rakim, but Rakim, with this, for example, Don't Sweat the Technique, is um, a part of the catalog that I'm assuming when he hits the stage will be played. This is an absolute for us all, and I am trying my rear end off to get him on the show for the first time. I'm thinking All-Star Week, All-Star Weekend, why not? I am assuming there are a lot of you out there that would agree with me. Voice-wise, delivery as an MC, you will find very few as incredibly talented as Rakim. Who's with me? Mike Epps, the actor, comedians putting that show on, I believe. Well done. Like Chubb Rock from the past is also a part of it, but uh, Rakim is right at the top of the list of my all-time favorites. Uh, shout out to Chris Hagan. Chris Hagan's on Radio Row in Vegas right now, and he and Jarrett Payton, the son of Walter Payton, are doing uh, interviews together for Next Star. And uh, Chris had Jarrett call in, and Jarrett, by the way, is going to introduce the recipient. Uh, at NFL Honors tomorrow for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And that was really special for me just now with Jared Payton 
1075thefan.com. If you missed that conversation, Braden Smith, sophomore guard, Purdue, a little bit earlier, and Jeremiah Johnson, Bally Sports, Indiana. Rockets Pacers last night. Pacers get the win. Golden State in town. And if you missed Trace Jackson Davis from yesterday, that podcast is up there as well. 1075thefan.com. Meantime, Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Uh, we like to reference it as Sweebo in the morning. Also, the morning wake-up call, but I think as of last night on Bally Sports Indiana, we have changed the name of the morning show to the Rick Carlisle Show. Kevin Bowen, who is part of the Rick Carlisle Show, is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. You guys changing that up, I guess, the Rick Carlisle Show? Well, I, I think maybe Jeremiah Johnson changing it up, uh, JJ and I. Exchanging a few texts about that last night there. And- Were you a little bit pissy? Kevin Bowen, was there a little pissiness going on here? Do I detect? Well, I, I thought if I had been full pissy, I probably would have gone to social media to air the grievances. I decided to go to text <laughs> JJ. JJ, I think, then, I think Jake's, on, Jake's already taking care of that aspect for everybody today, I think. Has he not? <laughs> God, I saw he and Glenn Ask and Nate Brown and those guys all going at it earlier today, so I think he's taking care of it. Yeah, well, he, he probably covers it on most days, honestly. Um, so the Jeremiah, which you and I could probably take it off air, his response, I don't think Jeremiah would want me to air that on uh, on the airwaves by any means, but a little back and forth. And then, you know, honestly, probably the one that I was a little surprised by, Chris Denary, my basketball coach growing up, he also referred to it in a very similar fashion there. I'm like, uh, you know, it, it's a simple name. Uh, you've called it Sweebo, right? Uh, wake yes. up call uh, sounds very simple. JJ tried to pull me. You know, uh, well they don't give me a lot of time to talk during the run of play. Love I go, it. you got to take that up with Quinn. You know, I mean Quinn's the one that dominates the mic, so uh, you got to take that up there with Mister uh, with Mister Buckner on that. But I would think you know, Rick Carlisle this morning on the wake up call here locally, that to me seems like proper attribution. And uh, unfortunately, JJ, none of it there. So yeah, I, I don't think I'm getting the invite to Peru anytime soon. I love it. And there's, listen, if you don't introduce Rick Carlisle next Tuesday as Rick Carlisle <laughs> from the Rick Carlisle show, I'm going to have an issue with it. You guys, you got to do that. And I don't know if, well, I don't know if Sweebo is going to have a problem with it, but who cares? You you know yeah, what needs to be main, done here. You know, he, he's the main introducer out of breaks versus myself. But if I remember correctly, I want to say Rick Carlisle a few weeks back himself uh, made sure to reference 107.5 The Fan. I go on there every Tuesday. You guys should listen for breaking news. I don't even know if we got that there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would say, you know, a little bit of a fractured partnership right now with our, uh, with our Pacers affiliate. I've been so jealous that I kind of laugh about this. It's, it's almost like you guys are getting what you deserve in my book. Because I've been so jealous. <laughs> yeah, if this was you, you would immediately be on social media. But oh, yeah. Not, this is you, you know, texting JJ on the side, being like, man, Bowen is so in the wrong. Texting me on the side, man, Jeremiah Johnson so in the wrong. Uh, going back and forth. But all, and obviously uh, a little bit of fun there. I, I, I realize JJ does have a very tight schedule in-game. Um, and, and honestly, let's, let's be real here. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m., it is the Rick Carlisle Show, and we are happy to facilitate that. Yeah, I, I know all it took for me was like, uh, wait a minute, I didn't get a player on this day for me to come on here and start ripping everybody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then make everything worse. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so that's exactly what I do, and uh, I always have to pay for it. I, before we dive into it, this is in honor of Sweebo, by the way, me saying diving into something right here. Before we dive into this, um, I, I'm, I'm curious. I brought this up a little bit earlier. I know that people are going to be looking for something to celebrate, something to do coming up for the All-Star Weekend, and I've tried to remind, and listen, I, I've got nothing into this. I'm not trying to sell anything but a good time for an event which is surrounded by a game that is going to be stratospherically and is right now expensive. But I just want to remind people to do something in the week or the weekend leading up to the All-Star game. This thing hadn't been around here since 1985. It's not likely to be around here for a long time after. Everything's going to be outstanding. Like, take part in something. And I'm trying to convey that aspect. I'm assuming you agree, right? Yeah, it's honestly a reason why we had Sheldon Day, uh, you know, Warren Citro product, Notre Dame product, you know, member of the 49ers and their Super Bowl team from a few years back, and obviously an NFLer. Uh, that's why, we, you know, part of the reason why I wanted to have him on the show last week, he's got an event a week from tonight at, at Hinkle um, for, you know, just a little bit of a different angle from a celebrity all-star game. Honestly, you look at some of the celebrity lists announced for today, uh, you might get a little bit more out of the event at Hinkle, uh, whether it's Justin Jefferson or Terrell Owens or, you know, Kenny Moore participating in that game. Um, you know, it's a $10 event at Hinkle. And, you know, Sheldon, when we had him on, he was like, you know, I was out, I believe it was L.A. He was like, I was out in L.A. when the All-Star game was out there a few years back, and I just hated how expensive, you know, a lot of the events were to attend. So I wanted to make sure that when it got back to, you know, my city, and I guess our city that, you know, he, he put on an event that we all could enjoy in a little bit more from an affordable affordability standpoint. So whether it's that, um, I believe Tyrese Halliburton's at the Vogue, I think with Adrian Wojnarowski and Grant Hill. I want to say that is a week from Thursday. Again, I'm trying to give events that are not just like, boom, downtown, rising stars. What Nelly's you know, in, in Fountain Square at some point, right? Nelly's putting yeah. on a show? Yeah, I believe that is the case as well. And it sounds like, again, from an affordability standpoint, really your best downtown hub will be right around the convention center. Uh, in the convention center, I should say, but certainly, you know, if you know weather allows us to, you know, do a lot of that outdoor stuff around that area as well. But that's why I've tried to kind of let our audience in on some of this other stuff, whether, again, it is Sheldon Day at Hinkle a week from Wednesday with some celebrities, um, some information on Sheldon's Twitter. I know we've retweeted that, uh, like you said, whether it's Nelly in, in Fountain Square or, you know, Tyrese Albert at the Vogue with Grant Hill and Adrian Wojnarowski, or again, just in general uh, at the convention center. Uh, those are some of the other events. And there's a lot more out there that, you know, certainly we'll continue to keep you updated on over the next week. So Kevin Bowen, morning wake-up call, or what we also affectionately like to reference as the Rick Carlisle Show. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, 7 until 10 a.m. That is on weekday mornings. I believe Naughty by Nature and Spud Webb, a show someplace. You got that going on? Yeah, there are plenty, plenty of things to do. By the way, Nelly and Fountain Square, we have a listener named uh, Inglepuke. Um, Engel King's his name. <laughs> Engel Puke. You know Engel Puke? They're, they're okay. probably, Nelly will need to probably file a restraining order before that show is underway in Fountain Square for Engel Puke. Will he rock, will he rock the bandage underneath the eye? Yeah, he's a he was a former. I think he played football with Matt Taylor down at Franklin College. He was a wide receiver in a program that in 25 years never threw a pass to a wide receiver. 
So he was really good. Just <laughs> <laughs> waiting for his moment, right? <laughs> Just joking. He's actually a really good guy. Most of the time, he's a really good guy. But no, seriously, there's going to be plenty to do. So let's have some fun and see what happens. Looks like now the NBA, we're getting close to that trade deadline. You got some stuff happening. Timberwolves, Pistons, Utah, Detroit so far. Maybe the Sixers looking at Buddy Heald. That was a report a little bit earlier today. I don't think the Pacers are going to do anything. What say you? Yeah, I thought last night could have pushed them in a different sort of direction had the game continued to unfold kind of the way it did throughout the first half. But honestly, buddy, that's probably his best game in several weeks, maybe even longer than that. Um, you know, I thought it was kind of ironic that, you know, when Neesmith gets that third foul in the third quarter, you're down 10 and buddy comes onto the floor. And it was almost like you started playing better defense when he, when he came onto the floor, you know, certainly he, he had a couple threes that were huge and eliminating that, um, that double-digit deficit getting you back into the game and T.J. McConnell, you know, one of the handful of nights every year that he continues to show you why he's so effective for you. Um, I, I would probably go there, honestly, in general, John, and I know we had the Siakam and Ananobi stuff several weeks ago. It's been just a very quiet week of the deadline. Um, I mean, you mentioned a couple very, you know, fringe deals. I mean, it's not, it's not like we've had really much at all outside of that. Who knows? Maybe – you know, deadlines are going to spur a little bit more action here. But I I don't know. I thought with maybe a weaker draft, you'd see more movement or teams willing to part ways with picks a little bit more willing, you know, I guess willing than they have been in years past. But so far, pretty quiet. And and really, both conferences are so jumbled, too. You know, I thought that would lead to more moves. I mean, the West is crazy compacted. And if you look at the East right now, especially the Embiid injury and, you know, Chris Middleton goes down last night and, you know, Jalen Brunson's a little banged up. Like, I mean, outside of Boston, good luck picking, you know, two through six, two through seven come playoff time. So I'm a little surprised by that. But, yeah, I I would say right now, and I flip-flopped on this, and I've been kind of torn on exactly what I think the Pacers are going to do. I thought when the trade is made, you had a log jam at the four and it would make sense to trade one of them. And now I'm thinking, well, it looks like they're just kind of throwing the red shirt on Jairus Walker for the year. And Obi Toppin has, you know, had, you know, some flashes certainly. And Jalen Smith, unfortunately, has been a little banged up. Uh, And then with Buddy, uh, it almost seemed like Tyrese Halliburton was vouching for his buddy last night. And for good reason, you know, certainly Buddy showed you. But but he was right. He is right in what he described, though, Kev. I mean, he was. Because when he's out there, he's still targeted. He just not knocking down shots going through a slump. But he was right on what he said, and it had friendship to do with it, too. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Buddy that's different than, like, you know, whatever, insert a great, you know, shot blocker. Um, and I guess that maybe isn't the best example, but, like, a great wing defender, you know, you still have to kind of, like, prove yourself to be a great wing defender. For the most part, Buddy, as soon as he steps on the floor, he still creates – uh, a, a seed of doubt in the defense of like, oh, man, we can't leave him. Uh, did you guys see the scouting report? I, I was talking about this earlier today. Like Golden State plays tonight, and I assume one of their assistants is on the scouting report, obviously, for tomorrow's game here in Indy. And before that, that assistant coach needs to even turn on the film of the Pacers, he can already jot down, hey, don't leave 24 or whatever Buddy's number is now. Maybe it's seven. I don't know. I, I kind of forget what number it is. But, you know, don't leave him. Don't, you know – that's a guy that we need to chase off the three-point line. It's a guy we need to, you know, make put the ball on the floor. And that is a a weapon for you, and it does help with spacing. And while the Pacers have certainly opted to go defensive 
minded in their starting lineup around Tyrese Halliburton. That's been clear with the Nemhard and especially the Nemhard move. You know, Neesmith gives you a good, good amount offensively too. But you know, in moving Matherin and healed both of the bench and putting Nemhard out there, it is more of a defensive look next to Tyrese. Um, you know, certainly Buddy can still help you out and. You know, the question becomes, you know, I guess, what 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 wins in the playoffs? Is it, you know, continuing to try and be a, a, near the top, at the top from an offensive standpoint? Uh, do you feel like defense naturally kind of tightens up in the playoffs like it did in the in-season tournament where the Pacers did play better defense then? And you just think that that will kind of fall into place? Uh, again, I can go back and forth on this. I wish I was a little bit more black and white on it. Uh, but I would say right now, unless there's a crazy deal that happens, even if you're going to let Buddy walk, it seems like they are content to ride out these next couple months. So uh, Kevin Bowen with us. Now, just be with me. They're not going to do anything. And uh, we want to see a little bit more uh, in detail we haven't seen. And, and maybe they do roll the dice and, and, and lose somebody again. When I talked to Chad Buchanan last week, I asked him specifically, are you concerned about these guys that can jet at the end of the year with expiring contracts, not trading them? And he said he's not concerned. So it, it, to me, and I, I, he could say anything. He could say anything to blow smoke up my rear end. I realize that. But it didn't occur to me like, or I should say this, it did occur to me as that they had some sort of plan. That's another reason why I kind of leaned on them not doing jack squat before the trade deadline again. Yeah, I thought I would agree. And like, I thought walking away from the chat conversation, I forget which day did you have him on? Monday of last week, Monday. Okay. Yeah, I thought at that time he very much sounded like, hey, we're, we're probably just going to sit here status quo. And then they lose three in a row. They, they win Sunday. And then last night, again, early on, it, it didn't look great. And I thought, okay, if this continues to go, you know, if Houston puts up another 70-point half and you give up, you know, 140 to a team without their starting point guard and Buddy doesn't have the third quarter that he did, does that lead to some, you know, panic is probably too aggressive of a word, but does that lead, hey, we've lost four or five, you know, should we do something? Um, but again, the second half obviously turned in a different direction. Buddy once again reminded everybody of what he could do. You played better defense in that third quarter especially, and then, you know, got enough stops or, you know, maybe I guess Halliburton kind of iced it there late. Um and I guess that, you know, pretty much has probably put them in a position right now where they kind of stand pat. And, and I, I, they really, ever since the Siakam trade, outside of the Charlotte game, they just have gotten very little clarity on a lineup or rotation. Obviously, Halliburton has fought his minutes restriction. You know, Turner has been a little banged up. Matherin has been in and out a little bit as well. Um, you know, Jalen Smith has been in and out. It's like you just haven't found any sort of, even like a two to three game stretch where boom, here's your starting lineup. Halliburton's playing 34 a night, and this is what your rotation looks like. So I'm just a little confused on exactly what the Pacers will look like, you know, even exiting the all-star break on, okay, here's what you're settling. I guess starting lineup, I think we kind of know, but again, what does that bench group look like? Is McConnell an every night guy? Part of me thinks he is, especially with Nemhard in the starting lineup. Is Obi Toppin an every night guy? Again, is Jairus Walker a red shirt at this point? That's those are some questions I have kind of entering the all-star break. I think that's okay. You don't think that's okay? No, it, it, I, I, I don't think it's the end of the world. It's just 
it doesn't give you a clear picture exactly what you are. Like, is Ben Shepard a guy you want out there or not out there? And again, I don't think it's the end of the world if he doesn't play the rest of the year. But I also thought there were moments over the last couple of weeks where it made sense to put Ben Shepard on the floor. I just don't think you have a great feel for what your rotation looks like right now. And part of that is what the next two months is all about. And again, a huge part of that is because Halliburton has had a minutes restriction and you've been on scramble mode with him and, oh, he's starting the game or he's not starting the game or this and that. Um, I thought when the Southam trade happened, you had a log jam at the four and we'd see OB on his way out eventually. But again, whether it's not trusting Jairus fully, whether it's Jalen Smith being a little bit banged up, whether it's Tyrese's situation playing out as it has, now I almost feel like we sit here with Obi Toppin and think, well, even if they aren't going to re-sign him, they are going to play the next couple of months uh, and and see where he fits into this group as well. So I think we also got to keep in mind, Kev, that you have a team president in Kevin Pritchard, and I had never heard it before he coined it, that made up a word himself called optionality. And I, to me, that's you, you mentioned a lot of situations with this team that maybe you're a little bit foggy on. Do they want to be this or want to be that? Want to play him? Do they want to play him? I think this all comes down to this team because it's not impactful to where they ultimately want it to be, but it's certainly a very higher level now winnable team. I think they just want optionality. That's why I don't think they care too much about Walker and his floor time right now. I think it's, you know, who's getting the job done. And I just think it comes down to that word that we often hear from Kevin Pritchard with this team, optionality. Well, to me, the optionality word has shifted from optionality for Kevin Pritchard to optionality for Rick Carlisle. By, by no, and, and that's fair. Well, that's absolutely fair, yes. Right, but by sticking with what you've got, you're giving Rick the options over the final two months. You're saying, all right, here you go. All the eggs that you've pretty much had in the basket throughout this season, whatever you want to do, you've got the three-point guards, you've got Shepard, you've got Heald, you've got Toppin in the log jam at the four. How do you want to play, you know, Matherin? All of that, you're saying to this coaching staff, here you go, let's see what happens, you know, where you have. And, I mean, anytime you make a significant trade like they did for Siakam, you obviously lose some of the optionality, which Pritchard originally coined it moving forward of like, oh, you know, all the cap space and boom, when a trade and draft picks, when a trade all of a sudden pops up, hey, don't forget about the Pacers. We've got things that we can insert ourselves into a Karis Levert deal and boom, there's a three team trade and, you know, all of a sudden the dominoes start to play out and, you know, a deal happens, another deal happens and boom, here's Aaron Neesmith and now you have a really critical piece for you moving forward. So, yeah, I would say that that optionality word, John, is now right there for Rick Carlisle and that coaching staff and, you know, how they want to divvy it up because we, we we see it every year. You get to the postseason, and, I mean, that rotation, you don't play back-to-backs in the postseason. That rotation becomes eight, maybe nine. And if you start to map it out for the Pacers, you know, you are going to trim some guys out of that rotation who play meaningful roles. I mean, right now with the starting line that they've got, Halliburton, Nemhard, Neesmith, uh, Jalen Smith, or uh, Siakam and, and Turner. If you go kind of six, seven, eight, in some way, you would think it's Buddy Heald, Benedict Matherin, and, and Jalen Smith. Well, to me, TJ McConnell's got to be nine. And, and then that means no Obi Toppin, no Isaiah Jackson. And then again, some nights you're going to get in foul trouble in the playoffs, or guys might be out. Those other guys are going to play. But you know, again, Ben Shepard, Obi Toppin, 
Isaiah Jackson, maybe McConnell, guys that we've seen play really meaningful roles, you know, come April, it could look a lot different, which is a great thing, but also certainly questions that Carlisle and his coaching staff are going to have to answer. Yeah, optionality right there, too. It's uh, Kevin Bowen with us. So I, I – I think it's been, at least twice this year, a really good story in a season that's an absolute mess. And I kind of called out some folks after IU's come from behind win, down 18, win on the road at Columbus against Ohio State. Ohio State's a mess. Chris Holtman is in deep you-know-what in Columbus, no doubt about that. But late game, final five, Anthony Leal was the hero last week, viewed as a hero this week. And I... I took some X messages this morning about, well, he did that, but, you know, he wasn't good at any other part of the game. And I said, hey, listen, it is okay to be critical of this team, where they are, how they perform most nights, but you can also give credit where credit is due. And taking that away from Leal, who is exactly – I mean, if you have a son or a daughter that you want to work their ass off and always be ready, not everything given to them, non-entitled, that's what, what, what you would want. And I was really surprised that so many IU fans took that particular path regarding Leal. I just thought that that was a good moment and a moment in which you can say, hey, uh, that game – Oftentimes it's a mess, but look who stepped up again in a late-game situation, Anthony Leal. I guess it shouldn't surprise me, but it got me a little pissy. Yeah, I, I would think part of that, John, is just some you know, some people are just throwing in the towel, and maybe down yes. 18 they even threw in the towel. And that's okay, too, but I, credit night. where credit is due. Yeah. Right, and I, I tried to keep the conversation, you know, this morning to, you know, let's I, – I think – Anthony Leal and Trey Galloway throw him in there as well, and, and Renew especially. I mean, they deserve to be celebrated for last night. Um, it's funny you bring that up. I had a Purdue fan message me this morning, and they like sent me um, kind of the highlight reel, if you will, from Leal. And, and you know, that was the only shot of the game, but obviously he did some other things as well. I mean, as much as fans maybe want to rip him, um, I thought it was a key moment when. Mike Woodson put him on Jamison Battle at the end after McKenzie Mbako had committed the foul earlier uh, in those final minutes there. He then put Leal on him, and that got the eventual steal that, that kind of iced it. But this this Purdue fan was pretty much like, again, this is coming from a diehard you know, Boiler fan, but this is exactly kind of what, what I think it means to, you know, especially be an in-state kid to play for one of those schools, is to, you know, not necessarily – and Leal said it, last night maybe even tweeted it out of you know it's not necessarily about what the back of the jersey says obviously indiana says nothing but what the front of the jersey says there um i think it's a great story i i i love it it's one of the reasons why i love college basketball um to be honest with you john of a kid like that that is from the state in this case from the hometown and in this modern era of college basketball he decided to stay there and now he is finally reaping some benefits of that on the floor and what a huge shot. I mean, that's he's got a guy closing out on him. And, again, he hasn't taken a shot all game long. And for him to step up there and, you know, bury that on the road and easily the biggest shot of his, you know, college basketball career up to this point, um, yeah, I, I thought it was a night to be celebrated. Again, we'll exit this season, you know, whatever, down the road, and, and the big picture stuff will dominate the storylines. So but for one night, 
Anthony Leal and Trey Galloway and Malik Renew, they all deserve that, and especially Leal because, again, he's been passed up for a lot of other guys on that roster minutes-wise, and clearly um, he's sent a message with his play to the coaching staff that that was a mistake. And, and in my mind, he should be starting Saturday night. I know it doesn't make up the perfect necessarily point guard construction maybe of what you want, but he has earned the right to be in that starting lineup in Mackey on Saturday. I didn't understand that, and I don't understand people because Manning's going to be a part of Team Shannon in the celebrity game coming up next weekend. Why people around here will often tell me how sick and tired they are hearing about Peyton Manning. I, I will never get past that. I mean, I don't know if it's just me dealing with dumbassery or what, but I will never should get past I, that. Should I know more? The, honestly, I'm going to go through the list with Maddie tonight. Should I know more of these people in the celebrity game? Um, now they're a YouTuber. I wonder if James does. James rarely knows anything that I know. Maybe this is something that he does. YouTuber I mean, James. There's a YouTuber. and right? Yeah. Uh, AJ McClain of Backstreet Boys is in there. You're Like you were a fan growing up of Backstreet Boys, right? Is that who that is? Yeah, honestly, I probably should Google some of these. How about Connor Daly? Shout out to Is Connor got a jump shot? <laughs> I can't Heritage wait to see Christian, it. <laughs> corner can't. three for Connor Daly? I, I think I saw him send out on X the last time he played was at the Indiana Basketball Academy on 96th Street <laughs> about 15 years or so ago. So, yeah. Well, I, I I probably played against him at the IBA back <laughs> in the day there. I know, and I was thinking to myself, can we not get one? I mean, not to nitpick here, but I'm like, can we not get one Colts player? I, was, I thought the same thing. I mean, maybe Jonathan Taylor, right? Somebody like that. Right? Or just even like, I mean, I, I think Edge would hoop a little. I, I don't know. Oh, Rex you're talking about, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I thought about that too. throw it back a little. Like, I was thinking, yeah, certainly modern. And, and I get in our little bubble, whatever, Kenny Moore, DeForest Buckner, you know, those guys are a little bit different. But, you know, certainly if, especially if Reggie gets the Hall of Fame nod or Dwight Freeney or somebody. I can't um, believe Epps yeah. is not playing in it. I thought sure Mike Epps would be in it. And is McAfee affiliated with it? I didn't see him originally announced. That is weird, too, because you've got Stephen A. Smith coaching one team and Shannon Sharp the other. Yeah. You would think the ESPN guy would certainly be involved with it. So, yeah, I'm going to have to ask Maddie some of these names and then B, I probably should just Google some of them. Because the A.J. McClain, to your point, yeah, I, I would know that but didn't know it when those first announced. And then Mike Greenberg's going to be here playing badminton at the YMCA downtown. <laughs> Is that serious? <laughs> I'm just making that up. That sounded right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, Greeny's out from 10 to noon today. He's playing badminton down at the Earth Y. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded right. I thought, yeah, you know what? If he's doing something athletic, it's probably badminton at the Earth Y. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he's got a doubleheader and, and pickleball today. That's why, uh, that's why he's out today. But Chris Canty will have you from uh, from ten to noon today instead. Yeah, or somebody will. Uh, there's fl- like flip a coin. Hey, this guy's good. Sure. This guy's sitting in today, so it's good. Yeah, hey, Mike uh, Wells will have you from ten to noon. Greenberg's playing. <laughs> playing uh, See, I, I've had this happen before, and I've I've caught hell from ESPN. Hopefully, I don't for that badminton comment regarding Mike Greenberg. But I just remember the last time I said something about Adam Schefter, I was in like nine meetings afterwards. So who knows? Well, I, I will. Again, I, I'm just trying to get J.J. to say the wake-up call. Somehow the Rick Carlisle radio show. <laughs> I love is, it. That sounds, 
that sounds to me longer than the wake-up call or even 107.5 the fans. So, yeah, we'll see if J.J. has any follow-ups as we uh, get ready for uh, for tomorrow night. He is the uh, co-host of the Rick Carlisle Show, Monday through Friday, <laughs> right here on the fan. Kevin Bowen, Andy Sweeney, the morning wake-up call from 7 until 10 a.m., and uh, Kevin Bowen's on the Eddie Moore Automotive Group hotline. All right, I'm going to find an event for all of us to go to, and we'll all go at some point, okay? Yeah, I'm going to be the ball boy at Greenberg's uh, badminton tournament, it sounds like here. <laughs> Sweebo can be the designated driver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Good to hear from you. See, see you, John. All right, Kevin Bowen, the Rick Carlisle Show, weekday mornings right here. Right, I know James is yelling at me right here. Way over, quick break. Luke Bryan tickets before we bail. Don't go anywhere. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. And the beat goes on, yeah. And the beat goes on. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. James over there. I'm John. Thank you for joining us. Kevin Bowen, Podcast 107.5, thefan.com. The morning wake-up call with KB and Andy. Braden Smith of the Boilers, the sophomore guard from Westfield. A lot of things with Braden in anticipation for round two of their matchup with IU coming up on Saturday night. Again, that tip time's at 8 o'clock, 7 p. Right across from where I'm sitting right now, 93 WIBC. The voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher, Eric Sur, and John Herrick have it for you from Mackey Arena and West Lafayette. Braden Smith on a podcast at 107.5thefan.com. Jeremiah Johnson, Bally Sports. Sports Indiana also earlier. Pacers over the Rockets last night. Pacers get Golden State coming up tomorrow night. Trace Jackson Davis of the Warriors, formerly of Center Grove and IU. He joined us yesterday. That podcast, if you missed that conversation, 107.5thefan.com. And Jared Payton, the son of legendary Chicago Bear Walter Payton. Uh, Jarrett and Chris Hagan on Radio Row in Las Vegas in anticipation for the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. And Jarrett joined us. He's actually going to be on stage for NFL Honors tomorrow evening, handing out uh, the award in honor of his father, his late father, Walter Payton, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Jarrett Payton, podcast two, 1075 thefan.com 239-1070 is the number Richard Reeves writes this JMV and Kevin Bowen celebrity all-star game at Warren Central next Thursday 7 until 9 Wait, what's what's going on behind this is that just a pickup game or something I can get involved in 7 until 9 on Thursday now they play down at Center Grove Chris and the gang open things up inside I love saying it this way Chris and the gang like to open things up basketball-wise inside the sack. The uh, Student Athletic Center is the sack. I like to get up shots in the sack all the time. Hey, you want to come play with me in the sack? 
But if that is open, Richard, that sounds pretty good right there. Tyler Crabtree writes this, so I'm moving back to Indy in a week. I can't wait to listen to your shows again. Miss me some indie sports. Also won many concert tickets from you back in the day with Tony D. Thank you, Tyler. Welcome back. Yeah, Dustin Grove, where's this dude work? Channel 13 WTHR sent out a picture via X. How long ago was that? Ah, hell, not that long ago, under an hour. Uh, it was a backup on I-70. I'm glad I'm entertaining you guys because that looks like the biggest pain in the ass of all time. That I don't know if you're on that right now, but that does not look any good. That does not look like it is ready to ease up. SPT says, you know the actor that plays Magic Johnson in Showtime, the HBO series that recently was canceled, is in the celebrity game. Well, heck yeah. He probably can play. He, he was, That was such a great series. Obviously, I was like one of the few that really thought that, considering it was not re-upped after two seasons. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh-oh. JMV, 1983, 8th grade. Didn't know algebra answer, and I was called to the board. I wrote seven MCs in a line, plus seven more brothers that think they can rhyme. <laughs> plus seven more before I go for mine equals 21 MCs, eight up the same time. I have never sounded more stiff, Anthony, than I just did on that read. That's outstanding. <laughs> Man, that is so good right there. This from Gutshot in response to Chris Hagen wearing one of those, you know those big hats that I guess are sweeping the nation right now? I, I don't really understand it at all. But we made a reference, Jarrett. Jared Payton and I kind of joked about how that fit Chris Hagen's head. Oh, say I saw the photo on Twitter. It looks natural. Yeah, and I mean it makes like the normal hat looks like one of those hats you would get out of a twenty-five cent machine coming out of Kroger. But this for Chris Hagen looks like a normal hat. Gutshot says nothing says douchebag like one of those hats. Surprise, JMV doesn't rock one twenty-four-seven. Well, thank you very much. Uh, 239-1070 is the number. Bill's on board here. Hello, Bill. How are you? JMV, how, how are you doing today? Uh, man, uh, uh, I remember back in the day, uh, uh, not only was it the, the McDonald's and the Hyatt, but the other, only other place to eat close to Mark Square Arena was Charlie and Barney's yes. uh, Chili. Right. Charlie and, and, was that inside the Hyatt, too, Charlie and Barney's? I don't. I, they used to have one on Ohio Street. I know. I remember that one. Yes, yeah, I, was, Charlie and Barney's. Man, I, we went in 1985. We go to a uh, WWF um, Saturday Night Main Event taping, and you know, it, being the concerned parents that we all had from Greene County, they basically drove us up here and dropped us off downtown at about noon when that thing started at seven, and we had nothing to do. That was before. That was before Union Station. That was before every. There was seriously zero to do then. Yeah, I can't remember if that if that was Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant or Sid Vicious. But yeah, I went. To, I went to that. Uh, it was. To that. I want to say 
adorable Adrian Adonis, which would not go over well whatsoever as a storyline in this era. I believe Adrian Adonis was a part of it. The JYD, the legendary junkyard dog, was a part of it. It was a who's who of former WWF greatness. You got to give it up to Vince McMahon. He he actually he pulled that off. And uh, but I, I want to talk about the, the starting lineups for the 1985 uh, All Star Game. Uh, in the West, the starting lineups was was uh, Magic Johnson, Ralph Sampson, yep. George Gervin, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and former Pacer Adrian Danley. And in the East, starting lineup was Larry Bird, Moses Malone, Isaiah Thomas, Julius Irving, and Michael Jordan. So even though, you know, the 92 Olympic team, you know, is kind of usually heralded as the best team ever, uh, but as far as starting fives go, and just because you got they had Julius Irving in there, I think that that starting five was the greatest starting five in the history of basketball. Here's the difference. If you go back and watch that game, and you can see it on YouTube, YouTube the big difference is those guys won at it pretty hard at one another. Well, yeah, they, I mean, Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan hated each other, and they were on the same team. Well, and I think that was – was that his – was that Jordan – was Jordan there? That, yeah. Yeah, he was a rookie, right, that year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was Yeah, in 85. And George Gervin was there. And if it, and if you're going to be on YouTube anyway, somebody uh, go ahead and YouTube uh, George Gervin because he played for the San Antonio Spurs. And he was the first one to ever really do a, a effective finger roll. That's what he was known from. Well, he was from the MAC. He yes. was from Central Michigan. So. Since you brought this up in closing here, I know James has tried. If anybody out there – knows of the whereabouts and can get Terrence Stansberry, the former Pacer, on this show. He was a member of that dunk contest. He may go down in history as the greatest dunker of all time to have never won a dunk contest because he was a bad ass, if you remember. And I've Man, had Terry. James try to track him down to no avail. Boy, he was, he was he had a shining star for, what, one or two years, but the uh... Anyway, we're going to have a lot of signing stars. Uh, yeah. They're going to be in the liquid form tomorrow, and that's going to be at the whiskey business. <laughs> you baby. got it, buddy. I'll see you then. Appreciate it, Billy. You. you know, I mentioned, too, in winning time, a part of the celebrity game, James. Quincy Isaiah is the actor that played Magic Johnson in winning time. Mm -hmm. There's somebody we need to go after right there. Absolutely. I could yeah. talk for days because oh, I yeah. thought he was great as Magic Johnson in those two seasons. He was an offensive lineman. D3 football he played at Kalamazoo College and graduated in 2017. Quincy Isaiah, six foot three, 258, played Magic Johnson for two seasons in winning time on HBO. He's a part of the celebrity game, too. Quick break. We'll come back. We've got Luke Bryan tickets to give away. Then we'll close out the show on the road tomorrow. I'd love to see everybody on the South Side. I'll explain next. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. 
93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. This sounds like Luke Bryan, number nine at 239-1070. John Buzzard's wife better be calling right now. You can't win, John Buzzard's wife. Got a call. 239-1070, September the 7th. Luke Bryan at Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center. Uh, one of the more outstanding, enjoyable, and popular country music concerts of the concert season. September the 7th. Thank you, Live Nation, for the opportunity as always, man. Yeah, speaking of music, I think uh, Brett Michael's going to join me coming up next week, too. Always a really good conversation with Brett. I know he's got a a concert get-together coming up this summer that you guys are absolutely going to love. That's coming up next week. Greg Rakestraw is ready. Greg, what do you got working? I have on the Horizon Weekly a 60-minute show dedicated to all things Horizon League basketball. I've got not one but two players of the week on the men's side. Uh, Purdue-Fort Wayne on the women's side has their most wins in 10 years. Their head coach is a former Butler star and uh, Maria Marcasano. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Palm will talk college brackets with me, and we count you down as the Horizon League tournament presented by Barbasol is now a week closer to being here in the city of Indianapolis. We'll be listening, my brother. Thank you, sir. Greg Rakestraw right there. Jared Payton, NFL Honors tomorrow night. Walter Payton, Man of the Year Award handed out. He joined us from Vegas a little bit earlier. Braden Smith of the Boilermakers, Jeremiah Johnson, Valley Sports Indiana, Kevin Bowen of the Rick Carlisle Tuesday Morning Show with Sweet also here. Southside, Southport Road, Whiskey Business, Michelob Ultra. I'll see you there tomorrow at 3. James, great job. Greg's next.